Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. Catch every UFC pay-per-view live in full HD at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead, just outside Great Northern Mall. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. Sports Fix listeners don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town. Are your one-stop shop to your for all things Cleveland, Cleveland sports. sports. Jump over to Facebook.com. And become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talking for all things Cleveland Sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash the sports Facebook.com and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talking for all things Cleveland Sports. Jump over to Facebook.com. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. There we go. Indeed, got that fixed. Wow. Well, what a way to start the week. That's what you figure. It wouldn't be a Monday if there wasn't some troubles. Welcome in, everybody. You are live. You are listening to the Sports Fix, and I'm your host, the Big Daddy on the microphone, J Rock Jerry Myers. Let's get let's get this thing picked up a little bit, man. Give me that coffee IV over here. Let's get this thing moving. Welcome in Monday morning. Let's kick it into high gear. We've got a lot going on. A big weekend this past weekend. A lot to talk about here on the Sports Fix today, and of course, we definitely want to talk to each and every one of everybody out there listening. No matter how you're listening today, on this. 
St. Patrick's Day. Ah, the luck of the Irish to you. It's a, a fun day, hopefully not having too much fun that you can't enjoy the show today. But hey, you know what? It's a holiday edition of the Sports Fix, but we're live. We are locked and loaded, baby. And as I said, no matter whether you're listening to the show live on the sportsfix.net, whether you're listening on Spreaker, Mixler, on TuneIn, the TuneIn radio app around the world, whether you're on digital delay, my people listening on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all of those platforms, welcome in each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much, not only for joining us here today on Monday, but on this St. Patrick's Day holiday. Day. And again, welcome in, J-Rock with you. And we've got my man Dan Wismar coming up here Oh, just about an hour from now here as we're going to get rocking and rolling, talking to Dan about some March Madness, the brackets are out, where did the Buckeyes fall, all of that. Hey, speaking of March Madness, before we even dive into the show, because the first few days of this week, the clock is ticking, fellas. We are talking about the Sports Fix March Madness Tournament Challenge. It's We've got a competition going, and I'll tell you what, got an opportunity for you. If you can pick the best bracket, I don't have a billion dollars for you, although I do have, shh, don't tell anybody, I do have the billion dollar bracket. So you guys can go ahead and just save yourself, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You don't really have to fill it out because I've already taken care of it. I've already forwarded it over to Mr. Buffett and Mr. Gilbert. They've already got my uh, billion dollar bracket. They've got my income tax information. And so you guys can just go ahead and sit tight on that. But what we have on our end is the sports fix competition, which is we're using ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com, their tournament challenge there. It's very simple. You simply go to ESPN.com, go to find the group, the sports fix. It's really easy. Just search for the sports fix. It's right there. The group Enter your bracket into ours, the same bracket that you enter into the tournament challenge on ESPN. You just simply enter that bracket into our competition as well. And if you've got the best bracket, we've got a Cleveland Sports Prize Pack coming your way. We've got a GV Artwork t-shirt. We've got a copy of Cleveland's Finest from Vince McKee. I'm going to throw some other things in there, too. May even have a copy of, shh, don't tell anybody, Jacobs Field added to that thing, too. But first place, going to have a Cleveland prize pack. It's so simple. You just go to ESPN.com, go to the tournament challenge, and boom, go right there. Sign up for the Sports Fix group, enter your bracket, and you're done. But as I said, on file with the people, both Warren Buffett's people and new. I'll reveal it at 1 o'clock in listening live. I will reveal it in the second hour with Dan Wismar, but I have unearthed. I have dug through the bios of each and every one of these teams. I've watched my film over the weekend, and I have unearthed J-Rock's team of destiny, the team nobody knows that's going to make the run in this year's tournament. That's right. You can thank me later for that. In the second hour, we're going to tell you that. I'll tell you my bracket. Actually, I'm going to talk about it with Dan Wismar. Looking forward to that. But get your bracket filled out and enter our contest now. As I said, just go to ESPN.com. Go to the Tournament Challenge. The group is The Sports Fix. Can't get any easier to remember than that. Drop your bracket in on our competition. You could pick up a cool Cleveland Sports Prize Pack, courtesy of The Sports Fix. So jump on there. Do that. We'll talk to Dan Wismar about the brackets. We want your phone calls as well. 216-539-7535 is the number to call. 216-539-7535. You can hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Tweet with us at... The Sports Fix CLE. We'll read those comments here on the air throughout the show. 
Email us, thesportsfix at AOL.com. And remember, thesportsfix.net is your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports and all things the Sports Fix right there. Hit us up. The phone lines are open, 216-539-7535. So many times we have the miscommunication on the phone lines. We've got, man, I try to call and you've got somebody else on. And when they're open, then the lines are open. So take advantage, 216-539-7535. And really, formatting the show, so much stuff I want to talk about. And I really hate to open the show talking about something that's more of a down. But, I mean, you got to, to me, I think even bigger than talking about the Browns' latest free agents, and we're going to get to Ben Tate. Most definitely want your thoughts about the latest with the Browns. But this weekend, huge you know road trip. We've talked about it for the Cavaliers. And what an incredible – I really thought, you know, regardless of how last night's game worked out score-wise, I'm thinking, man, okay, we're going to kick things off on Monday talking about a good road trip here. They're either going to take – Two out of three on this West Coast trip, or by God, these excuse me, Indians. <laughs> Chief Wahoo popped up, and somebody sent me a message. These Cavaliers are going to take all three on this trip. Now, obviously, more than just that to talk about, they didn't win against the Clippers. A great way to start the trip, and I mean, still two out of three. You know, talking to some people yesterday, though, you get greedy. Two out of three, but once you've already got that. Man, you sure want that third one really bad. But I think even bigger than the result of the game, even bigger than the actual final score, is the injury to Kyrie Irving. And for those of you that don't know, Kyrie Irving went out relatively early in yesterday's game with some sort of an arm injury. It's a bicep region injury. And I'll tell you what, not I mean, obviously, they have MRIs to do. We haven't heard yet. Hopefully, before we get off the air here today, we'll have some official clarification from the Cavaliers on what the actual injury diagnosis diagnosis and the time time frame that they're looking at for recovery here. But I got to tell you, I mean, uh, if this is any kind of a, a bicep tear, a, a strong strain, I mean, it's very likely that the Cavaliers may have lost the services of Kyrie Irving for the remainder of this season. And you know what, really, for the talk about in his career how he's been injury-prone this season, uh, he had done his best job of, I guess you could say, shucking that reputation to the side. He had broke his record for most games played in one season. I believe he's only missed a handful of games here this year up until now. But this could drastically and dramatically change that. And the Cavaliers, they're on life support in the playoff chase as it is, even with a good trip like this where you get the first two on the road before you lose yesterday. And I'll tell you, the Clippers just wouldn't be denied. You know, there was a time for to get away from Kyrie for a second and talk about the game. There was a time, if you were watching last night, and the Cavaliers got that thing down. They were down 20-plus points. I mean, just getting run out of the building. And there was a point where they got it down. Not only did they get it down to seven points, but they got four consecutive stops or misses or whatever by the Clippers and a chance to come down on the other side. And four times in a row, they couldn't hit the shot. I was talking to some people off the air while the game was going on, and I'm like, man, when they're making the shots, they can't get the stops. And when they're getting the stops, they can't make the shots. They couldn't put the two of them together right there at the end when it really felt like it was slipping away from the Clippers. You know, every team makes their run. The Cavs made that run. And impressive that they regrouped without Kyrie Irving and were able to do that, but very quickly Blake Griffin stepped up, there was a lob dunk, he hit a jump shot, all of a sudden boom, that 7 point lead swells back up to 17 and it was just too little too late for the Cavaliers at that point as the Clips finished things off, but uh, you know I give I give 
credi- credibility to the comeback and the fact that they did it without Kyrie. I mean, scrambling. But now, even if you're feeling good, even if you're a Cavs fan right now going, all right, man, I'm feeling good. They came in, took two out of three here. And, man, the fact that they could do that is what makes the first half, first two-thirds of this season so frustrating. Although, it takes time for these things to come together. And there is no manual on how long. But, man, when you see them play certain days... It just gets so frustrating watching and going, man. They could have, they could have done this much earlier. You just you see what it could have been this season, what it should have been. You know, too. Looking at yesterday's game, I mean, see, part of this is the lack of punch from having Kyrie out there, part of that offense. But 18, 20, 21, 21. Those are the points scored for the Cavaliers per quarter. It adds up to 80. And when you're playing a team like the Clippers, you know, last time, maybe that would have got the job done the last time these teams played. You know, Doc Rivers was talking about it before the show. He said, man, neither team was good. He goes, the Cavs were just less worse than we were. Both teams were just awful that night with that 88-82 Cavs victory a a little bit back. But, uh, you know, that didn't get it done last night. The Clips were there to play. They were there to uh to get it going. Blake Griffin's birthday. He was not going to, (laughs) he was not going to be denied on his birthday, but you know, even if you come out of that and go, all right, Cavs two out of three, the Kyrie Irving uh, injury just completely puts a bummer on all of that because say what you will, that's going to be tough. You're already down Anthony Bennett, which I know some people will say, well, that's not a big deal because of his lack of contribution here this season so far and, and the struggles that he went through, but it's depth. You're adding the depth there. You know what I mean? You're, I mean, there's just no, no possibility. And Hey, you know what? I thought about this. I said, ma'am, I said, you know, if you're the, if you're the Cavaliers, and you were going to fall short. And I, I'm not saying this because I really thought that, you know, they had a run here. I thought it, they were going to take it down to the last couple of games as far as that last spot. Although, you see, Atlanta goes for three and a half weeks without winning a game. And then all of a sudden, they the, as the Cavaliers get going here a little bit again, the Atlanta does too. So, it's just, it seems like the Cavs, it was too little, too late for this. But if so... To lose Kyrie here and go down the stretch, I'm not saying it gives you an excuse because this team uh, had three quarters of the season before this that they still have to account for when it comes off. But you almost, if you're going to fall short, you almost, uh, as a player, perhaps feel better that it happened that way because you just, you, you can frame it in your mind as you ran out of bullets more than you didn't have what it took to get the job done. But, yeah, without Kyrie Irving, the Cavaliers going to be hard-pressed. And then here's the best part is the schedule doesn't stop, baby. We keep talking about this stretch coming up. Here it comes. Miami, Oklahoma City, Houston, toughest three games. Although, hey, man, this past weekend was right up there with it. And that's why I was impressed with the way they played. I mean, they, they, they came back on the road. They showed some good resiliency. And uh, you like that, but man, this three-game stretch here going to be even, even tougher. And hey, I'm not saying the Cavs can't do it, by the way. Don't get me wrong. They've shown that they can play well without Kyrie Irving in spurts. But to go down the rest of the, the season, I just wonder if perhaps they don't have enough bullets in the in the arsenal there to ride this thing out without him. So we're going to find out here. Hopefully we can get some updates on the actual diagnosis here and the time frame from the Cavaliers. I'm going to keep checking on that throughout the show Kyrie Irving, left bicep injury right now being left vague as that. But again, it could, I mean, listen, he had his arm in a sling. You know, I mean, that's they're clearly precautionary. But, 
you know, I know enough about uh, bicep injuries, tricep injuries, tears in those muscle region areas that I, I got to tell you, um, it's not looking good for Kyrie Irving in his future as far as the next few weeks going down the stretch with the Cavaliers. We'll continue to check on that and update that. We'll talk more about them. Hey, great, in my opinion, great road trip. Took two out of three, you know. I mean, I like what they did. They played three tough teams on the road, all teams fighting for playoff positioning. All of those teams had things to play for, especially the first two games. All of those teams had reasons to try to beat the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers were able to win, and they were on the road. They really have shown an improved play on the road. But, you know, this could be the the death blow, if you will. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about Seinfeld filming death blow bootleg. By the way, Seinfeld, uh, totally off the subject. Did you, the uh, the hoax over the weekend? I'm going to the break here. I just wanted to mention that I'm a big, huge uh, Seinfeld nut. And, and uh, Steve sent me a message here on Facebook. Said, "Hey, Jarek, I know you love Seinfeld. What about Newman? Yeah, the 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 crazy rumor over the weekend that the death hoax that Newman from Seinfeld had passed away, and then." Turned out he tweeted it and said, hey, I'm alive. And that's the second one this week. You know, I had like a, a half a dozen people in my regular life that that know that I, uh, I'm i a mark for those uh, cable channel shows like Pawn Stars and stuff. They had the Chumley. They had the, the false Chumley story going around there that one of the characters on that show. He's tweeting from the launch. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop, like, hey. I'm alive and well, guys, but that thing went viral. Like, millions of people talking about these guys are dead and turned out that they were both alive and well. So, rumors of the demise have been greatly exaggerated. All right, we're going to talk more about the Cavaliers, and that was totally off the subject, but I got that message about Seinfeld there. We're going to talk more about the Cavs. We'll update when we get the update from the Cavaliers about Kyrie Irving and his injury status. We'll update that for you. You know, wish that we could... Ended on a better note because, again, other than that, very happy for the most part with what you saw on this trip, with the exception of, of course, you would have liked to have seen them be able to finish it off here and take all three. That would have been very impressive. But the the unfortunate black cloud hanging over the Cavaliers and all of us right now is Kyrie Irving and the status of his bicep injury. We'll talk about that, guys. We're going to take a break. When we come back, so much to get to. We're going to dive into the next big story of the weekend. And I'll tell you what, the Cavs, too, weren't the only ones dealing with the injury bug now. For as easy as things have appeared for the Indians in spring training, it's getting them, too. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But coming up next, 
The Cleveland Browns have continued to dive headfirst into free agency. This weekend, inking a deal we had talked about at the end of last week, it became official. Ben Tate, two years, $7 million to become the featured running back for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk about the NFL, free agency, the Browns, so much more. And, hey, I think we might have discovered why the Colts traded for Trent Richardson after all. All right, I'm just kidding, but we're talking some football. When we come back, we've still got Tribe Talk, Dan Wismar, March Madness, so much more still to come. Don't go anywhere. We have just begun the Sports Fix. On the scene, is really mean. Bill Russell didn't take no jump, and Dow Dawkins got a monster dump. Tell me where you in the jump. The night will score 100 points for wins. This is the Sports Fix. Are you talking to me? Yes. Are you talking to me? Yes. Are you talking to me? Yes. Hey, call me Mr. Pig! Ah! We'll call you whatever you like, as long as we can call you a fan of the Sports Fix. Guys, want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the Sports Fix, our friends at Signs and Ship. Signs and Ship, I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one, and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business that's already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business, or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there, Signs and Ship is the place for you. If you need a logo, they can create one for you. They have a fantastic graphic designer. Business cards, signs, banners, yard signs, mobile advertising, anything you can think of that you need to promote your business, they've got it at Signs and Ship. The best thing about them, too, is each of their locations, whether it's the home base here in Elyria, Ohio that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. Hey everybody, this is Jerry the King Lawler from WWE, and you're listening to The Sports Fix. You love Cleveland, and you already know how much we love Cleveland. You know who else loves Cleveland? GV Art and Design. Everyday fans, you and I wear our pride on our sleeves. Now, you can wear your pride on your chest. GV Art and Design has one of the hottest Cleveland sporting lines. Log on right now to GVArtwork.com. Check out all of their fantastic designs. And don't forget, use the sales code FIX to save 10% on your total purchase. Follow GVArtwork.com on Facebook. And remember, GV Art and Design, it's not just a shirt. It's a statement. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. I've been a pro wrestler my whole life, so championship belts have always kind of been a way of life to me. But did you know title belts are quickly becoming the fastest rising and the most popular new way for people to celebrate all kinds of things you never would have thought of before? We use it for our Fantasy Football League. It's a really cool conversation piece. Office pools, employee of the month, you name it. There's tons of different trophies that you used to buy plaques for. Well, I'm here to tell you about Pro-Am Championship Belts, who have the highest quality championship belt with the lowest price. 
prices. Replace those old trophies with stock belts on hand that they can customize for as low as $30. Any occasion, celebrations, awards, championships, fantasy leagues, gifts, plus wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing. If you need championship belts, check them out. Pro-Am Championship Belts. ProAmBelts.com. Look them up on Facebook. Pro-Am Belts. Trust me, nothing says cool like doing the discount double check with a real championship belt. Just ask Aaron Rodgers. Now you two can have one thanks to a Pro-Am Championship Belts. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck. Home of the low price tire guarantee. QuickLane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net and, of course, across all of our platforms, whether you're listening on the website, whether you're listening on TuneIn, the TuneIn radio app, Spreaker and Mixler, and, hey, it appears that Spreaker may be the place to listen today because already hearing that some people are having some difficulty once again with the Mixler site and the chat room capabilities and hearing the show there, I'm not really sure why you're dealing with that, but you know what? It doesn't surprise me. It's a Monday, and... And if it can go wrong, I've learned that it will. So that's why we have Spreaker, we have TuneIn, we have tons of other places to listen to the show. So I apologize if you're having technical difficulty. Just jump on over to one of the other places and you'll be just fine. Welcome back into the show. J-Rock with you. And as I said, we're getting ready to go back to the go back to the show here. We're going to go back to the phone lines with you guys. 216-539-75. That's right. We are going off the rails on the crazy train. 216 216- Five three nine seven five three five. Give me a call. Help a brother out here. Two one six five three nine seven five three five. Hit us up. Facebook.com slash the sports fix. Tweet with us at the sports fix CLE. And as I said, we'll continue to read those throughout the show on the air. Shifting gears a little bit here as I see a lot of people, the general consensus as we were coming out of the last segment there talking about Kyrie Irving and the Cavaliers and the injury to Kyrie. Uh the general consensus with a 95% across the board is that uh, that's the end of any tiny flickering hopes that any of you had for the Cavaliers to make this playoff run. And, and you know what? Hey, really hard to argue with that. But uh, again, you know, you just right now, I mean, I'm looking beyond that. I'm curious what the seriousness of this is because, I mean, there's big differences in the recovery times and the ways that you go about recovering, whether you've got strains, whether you've got, obviously, if you start talking about a torn bicep, then you get into, is it partially torn? Does it completely come off the bone? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables to that that determine the seriousness and the and the go forward with that. So we'll see. As I said, as soon as we get something, we'll gladly uh, bring that to you guys here on the show and continue talking about that. Right now, we're shifting off of basketball a little bit. We're going to talk some football. A busy weekend, as always. I mean, man, the you know the the free agency, the NFL free agency in general. They they really have created a system. I was reading something over the weekend. Somebody wrote. Uh, about something similar to what I, what I'm saying right here, the system that they've created with the latest collective bargaining agreement, it really it's unique. And I know 
I guess it's more for fans and from a fantasy perspective of maybe name value more than uh, I guess hardcore uh, it, knowing the ins and outs. People that get into the advanced metrics. I guess that's a different kind of crowd. But man, for the average football fan to constantly see because of the salary cap uh, machinations that these teams have to go through because of the, the salary issues that impend every year with players' contracts it's more more apt in football that you're going to see these big name name pop up. I mean, like you do, like you saw DeMarcus Ware, you know, one minute he's going, you continue to see the Steve Smith situation. All You know, they, they just, it, it it's really for the fans. I mean, really a fun time right now. I mean, and you're seeing just the the, the league shift. I, I just think that the, the free agency that's in place with the NFL, even if, again, it's more for the fans, more from the from the name value, although there's some beef to it, too, you guys. I mean, I'll tell you, look at the uh, the Patriots, uh, the, the Broncos. Some of these teams, the Patriots, they said, you know what? We're going to beef up our, our defense a little bit back here. You're going to take Aqib Tlaib? Okay, that's fine. We're going to sign Browner. We're going to sign Revis. We're going to put a couple of those guys back there. I mean, we've talked about what Denver's over there attempting to do. And, I mean, the, the Browns as well, too. I mean, a lot of room. The Browns looking at, I was checking it out this morning, they signed Ben Tate over the weekend, two years, $7 million. And even when you put that into effect, and when you look at the fact that the Browns have signed six players so far, although, again, a couple of those are, are role players, a couple of those are smaller signings, but tomorrow, the deadline with Hawkins, that'll affect this number as well. But right now, the Cavaliers still sit with $36 million, and that includes the $10 million uh, transition tag that they've given to Alex Mack, $36 million still uh, in the coffers there to spend in free agency. I, I tell you what, the Raiders, I saw something a little bit ago, they've still got damn near $60 million to spend over there. I mean, it's just monopoly money, and at that point, they're going to spend, I mean, they may not get the top-tier guys, they got Tuck, but they may end up getting 20 of the, of the, of the next-tier guys. I mean, shoot, I'll tell you, they're a They've got a lot of bullets that they're not spending over there, but the the Browns are, and you've got to give them credit. I thought we talked about Ben Tate, and I want to know what you guys think about that too. 216-539-7535, 216-539-7535. A lot of talk late last week that had me scared off. We're hearing four, five-year deals and, and unknown amounts of guaranteed money with a guy who you know has never been the guy before, even though he's definitely shown the capability to do it when healthy, you know, but I'm much more happy with the contract that turned out to be true rather than what a lot of people had been uh, rumoring, a lot of the stories that had been out there. Because as I said, I didn't necessarily want to tie up long-term guaranteed money with with a guy who I'm not sure, but I, I have enough that, hey, two years, seven million, I'll take that. And to me, the cool thing about that is that does not now prohibit you positionally from adding more to it as well which I think that's the the key and I think that I think that now in the first 10 days or so two weeks or whatever of of free agency here I think we're seeing what the Browns uh, this regime's philosophy is going to be and, and by this regime I, I think I mean more Ray Farmer but I think we're seeing now that the they're going to try to be 
middle ground here from what Joe Banner and them were trying to do as far as just stripping the age down as young as possible. And then you get teams that go the opposite way. Remember Eric Mangini, when he came in, he brought in a lot of 30-somethings because he wanted to add veterans. He wanted to have an older team. So I think that we're seeing the Browns try to set up what, which, what I think is ideal if you get it right. That's the key is if you get it right, that's what makes it ideal. But a system where you've You've gotten older in a couple of positions. You got a little more experience, but you've got this trove, this treasure chest of draft picks. The key now is to draft some guys. I mean, obviously fill in the other holes too, but to draft some guys that can learn from Carlos Dansby for the next two years, that can learn from Ben Tate for the next two years, that hopefully these guys, you're not just paying them for their performance, but you're also paying them to help transition from one group of guys to the next but compete at the same time not that normal rebuilding say what you want but there's clearly an effort being made to win now now how much of that helps at the at the at the level they expected to well that's up for that's up for debate but they're definitely making an effect and anybody that doesn't think that the Cleveland Browns are better today than they were when free agency started, then you're just not objectively looking at the situation. You're really not. I'll tell you that right now. And I see Vashon in the chat room arguing the opposite, which I would expect. But I disagree completely. I think that the Browns have upgraded in a couple of positions, and I definitely think that regardless of what you think about, well, they still are only going to win six games, seven games. I don't care what your ceiling is for that. I'm not talking about that right now. To me, the Cleveland Browns are better today than they were when free agency started, and that's all you can. That's all you can do. That's all you can. And I'll tell you something else that that I've heard too. Although it's not going to happen. Uh, we talked the other day when we were talking about beefing up the secondary. Uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie. His name was one that we plugged a couple of times last week. Over the weekend, the Plain Dealer decided to put out some reports that uh, there was a possibility he would be coming to Cleveland. I don't see that. I definitely know that the Browns reached out. They did offer him a visit. That's absolutely for sure. And I'll tell you, if he'd have got through New York, he was coming to Cleveland next. But that's not happening because last I heard, he's in New York. He was there overnight last night. Rogers Cromartie going to have a physical. And if all goes well there, assuming that... Uh, nothing changes in that situation. He will be staying with the New York Giants. He actually interviewed with the Jets and the Giants over the weekend, was doing a two-for-one there in New York. But he's having the physical, so as we know, that usually means that there's a contract to come. If he does somehow get past that, then yes, he does have Cleveland penciled in next as the place that he was going to go outside of once he went outside of New York there. But I don't think they're letting him go. We'll see. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if that deal's in the books before we even get to the end of this segment here. Dominique Rogers Cromartie would have looked nice, in my opinion, too, in that backfield there. Put him and Hayden together, and you know that's somebody Hayden can learn from too back there, most definitely. But I, I don't think it happens. If it does, it's great. But it shows what it shows me is the difference in the mindset of this front office. They're not going to stand pat. They're not going to stand pat. They're not going to go forward with, with... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere where with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus what they had last year and they're going to use if they use them wrong that's differently but we've seen previous regimes here that didn't even use the tools that they had to improve the team how many times have we seen Countless double-digit figures of salary cap room not spent, of deals that were left on the table, moves that were not made, trading down in every draft, helping other teams' drafts be better. I think that philosophy has changed with this front office and with what Ray Farmer's doing. And again, listen, if you can get the right, that the key is the draft. The, not just the draft for filling starters, like everybody looks at it. Everybody right now they're going nuts, by the way, because Teddy Bridgewater had a bad uh, pro day this morning. So now everybody's going bananas. I'm not because I don't think the Browns have any intention of taking a quarterback with the first pick in the first round of the draft. And I mean our number four, obviously. But I don't think they have any intention of doing that. And I'll tell you, if they did, Bridgewater's the one quarterback that I think they do have under consideration. I think that they've got their guy later on in the draft. But, yeah, the, the world's going bananas. Mike Mayock, uh, Kuyper, these guys are going nuts that Bridgewater didn't have a great uh, pro day here today. But if you get it right in the draft, if you get guys that can play, then you use these guys as a bridge to transition and get your team where you want it to be in the future. So I want to take a break here and come back. We'll keep talking about this. We'll take your calls. We're going to talk some Indians news as well, a lot going on. Hey, guys, pick up the phone because Dan Wismar is calling in. Just about 20 minutes from now, the lines will be closed, 216-539-7535. Hey, if you disagree, I see some talk. If you disagree with me, please give me a call, 216-539-7535. Maybe you don't feel I saw my man, Jersey Dog. I'll give it to him too. He said he thinks the team is worse than they were before free agency started. I'm like, man, I don't know what you're seeing, but you have severely overrated Dequel Jackson and TJ Ward. But anyways, we'll talk more about that. We'll keep it going. Hit us up, 216-539-7535. Got to get this gotta get this break in when we come back we're talking indians and some injury news for them as well too and hey what do they always say injury does create opportunity so hopefully that opens up for the indians we're talking tribe we're talking browns dan wismar march madness we've got vikings buckeyes monsters talking more still to come here on the sports fix baby Unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the sports fix. We'll be right back. 
I'll tell you what, whether you just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix, you know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what, that same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV Artwork, you guys have seen their stuff all over town, makers of some of the best Cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see. Unique, original designs. Fantastic. They say Cleveland that I love, and then they put it on their chest, and they put it on your chest, too. Don't forget, we tell you all the time, use the sales code FIX. Any purchase you make with GVArtwork.com, you'll save 10% on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the Sports Fix. So whether you check them out, GVArtwork.com, or check out the brand-new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product, Cleveland, that we all can love. GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt. It's a statement. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. Whether it's an oil change or a new set of tires, Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has you covered for your automotive car care needs. They're your neighborhood quick service experts. They also offer a low price tire guarantee. Choose from 13 brands, and if you find the same tires at a lower price within 30 days, Quick Lane at Valley Ford will refund the difference. They're open late Monday through Thursday until 9 p.m. and open early Saturday so you can check it off your to-do list and get on with your day. They also have a newly remodeled service lounge and additional service bay just for Quick Lane oil changes. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is located at 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. Come see why life is better in the Quick Lane. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. That's Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. No football? No problem at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. From their awesome wing Mondays to every single Cavaliers and Buckeye Hoops games in full HD, the excitement never stops. Every day of the week brings a different set of food and amazing drink specials. Fight fans, Harry Buffalo North Olmstead is the home for every UFC pay-per-view live on the big screens. And let's not forget their mouth-watering trademark, the Bison Burger. Nobody does bison like Harry Buffalo. The perfect combination of healthy and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get to Harry Buffalo, just outside Great Northern Mall today. Harry Buffalo, Buffalo. join the herd. herd. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. This is your boy, 50 Cent, and I'm here with Scott. Hi there. Scott's a true family man, but he might not catch your attention right away, so I'm lending my voice. Now, what happened, Scott? Well, 50, I never thought it would be me. I was just your everyday, middle-class, working American. But then I lost my job and still had a family of four to feed. I was afraid. You know, I was expecting people to be judgmental about me needing help, but I didn't run into any of that. The food bank is about more than just meals. It's about encouraging and helping people when they need it most. Today, one in six Americans don't know where their next meal is coming from. Scott here could be your neighbor, your co-worker, your friend, 
He's just like you, and you probably don't even know he's struggling. But you can make a difference in Scott's life today. So visit feedingamerica.org slash hunger and find a local food bank to help. I'm Scott. And I'm 50 Cent. Together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Signs and Ship, the official printing source of the Sports Fix. Locations in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Florida. Find out more at signsandship.com. News break. Good morning, I'm Bob Picozzi. It's the first time Wichita State is the number one seed, the second time for Florida, the fourth for Virginia, and the sixth for Arizona. Coach Sean Miller's Wildcats are the top seed in the West region. They'll meet Weber State in a second-round game. For us to be one of the top four teams, it's quite an honor. In terms of what it really does once we're there, you know, I, I still think it's, it's about us playing really well. There's so much parity once you enter the tournament that when you don't play well, you know, you're, you're so vulnerable. Only North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, and Kentucky have been one seeds more often than Arizona. We have two developing stories this morning. A lawyer representing a group of college basketball and football players filed a suit today against the NCAA and its five most powerful conferences, arguing the NCAA has unlawfully capped player compensation at the value of an athletic scholarship. And Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay was arrested this morning on charges of driving while intoxicated and possession of a controlled substance. He has a history of substance abuse problems and tweeted last October he hasn't had a drink in more than 15 years. The Clippers will try to make it 12 straight wins tonight. They visit Denver 9.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio, 10.30 on ESPN. Nothing feels as good as a job done right. In sports, that's a clean sweep. When it comes to cleaning up, the pros reach for Quickie Job Site Broom. It gets the job done right the first time so they can get to the good stuff. Get your Quickie Job Site Broom at the Home Depot. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live here on the sportsfix.net. <laughs> I had some people ask me during the break, J-Rock, what's wrong with you, man? You sound like, are you all right, man? Are you, you? I'm no, I'm good. I'm good. I just, I wrestled over the weekend. So you're probably hearing that the malaise that may be in my voice, maybe that, man, I'll tell you what. By the way, uh, thanks for coming out, everybody that did come out to a great crowd there in Niles, Ohio. But man, you know, I, that must be it. I'm a... Uh, I'm getting rolling. Things going wrong here, man. Hey, look, man, it's a Monday, but we're we're kicking through it, baby. That's all that matters. Welcome back into the sports fix. J-Rock with you, and I love it that, that people know me so good. They can be like, hey, man, you all right, man? You sound like something's wrong. I'm good, baby. Welcome back in. And, hey, hit us up, facebook.com slash the sports fix. Tweet with us at the sports fix CLE. We'll continue to read those. I'll talk to you guys off the air, too. Some people don't like, hey, don't read this on the air. So, hey, whatever you want, man. I'll Whatever floats your boat, we'll make it happen, baby. And you can, of course, pick up the phone and give us a call, 216-539-7535. Probably the last few minutes that the phone lines are going to be open today. And throughout the break, one of the things that people were commenting and coming in with was the, you know, talking about the Browns here. And I'll stick with what I said. Like I said, if you want to argue with me, let's get the debate going. But I believe that the moves the Browns have made are all upgrades over where they were. You can debate now at that point. You can debate the level of the upgrade, and that's different. That's a different conversation we can have. But I definitely believe that they've upgraded over what they had, and I believe that's how a team gets better. 
I, I, you know, I argue with guys. I argue with some of the guys in the chat room, even my buddy Bruce. And you know, they they make it a self fulfilling deal where it's you know, no no good players allowed to come here. No good player should come here. No good player will ever come here. So how in the world does a bad team get better? I'm just curious. Because a lot of bad teams over the years have gotten better. And I'm almost positive it happens when they draft well, which the Browns have to handle, and when good players decide to come play on bad teams because they go, you know what, I want to help make a bad team better. And that's one of the things I like about the moves the Browns are making. You can say, oh, well, it's easy to go on social media and say, oh, I love Cleveland or whatever. But I'll tell you what, man, I think that I really dug I dug Ben Tate over the weekend, man. I, I thought and yeah, you I could tell that he dug it as well. He said, Hey man, the other teams, their fans were going crazy on, on Twitter too, but nothing like Cleveland. That's fun. I mean that's that's got nothing to do with wins or losses, but I do believe that you've got a group of guys coming in here that, hey, listen, at the end of the day, if they don't make it happen in Cleveland, I'm not saying they're going to hold a funeral and cry about it. They're going to move on with their careers. But you've actually got some young decently talented, motivated guys wanting to come in here and go, hey, who says Cleveland can't win some football games too? And who says that we can't be a part of it? And I truly believe that's part of the culture shift that has to happen, and it begins with the moves that they're making now. It's followed up by the moves that they need to make in the draft. Now you need to get the right guys, fill a few more holes, put a few key understudies in positions that they can be ready to take over two years from now when these deals are falling off and you're going to move Dansby out, you're going to move Whitner out, whatever you're going to do, that's the key to making this thing work. But I do believe that the Browns, as I said, are significantly better right now than they were when it started, and that's all you can do when you continue this process. Too. Also, speaking of NFL, you guys heard the news during the break, and I'm not, I'm not trying to take shots and kick a guy while he's got down. But uh, maybe, I don't know, man, maybe the, maybe now we know why the <laughs> Ursay and the Colts were so quick to trade for Trent Richardson and give up that first-round pick. Maybe there was a maybe there was a little bit of uh, of some uh, prescription influence there, you know. a lot Actually, a lot of buzz about that. He still hasn't gotten out. For those of you following the story uh, over there in Indianapolis, Jim Ursay is still in jail. I guess he'll be released this afternoon, but... Uh, uh, you know, and you know what? He hasn't. For all the reports, I think there may be some false reporting going on out here right now. The reports that are hitting everywhere are that he was hit with a, a, a DUI, driving under the influence. Although it was not uh, alcohol-related DUI, it was a, a painkiller, uh, and that he was caught with uh, several bottles of a prescription. Uh, there, there's uh, Xanax, and I believe a painkiller was one of them. But he has not. He has not been charged with all of those because if he can produce a prescription, then I'm sure. Uh, they won't be able to charge him with that. So I would back off. If I was media, I would back off for a few hours here on the uh, on the way you report what he's been charged with because, you know, going off the police report and going off what actually happens are different because there, I will just say that, you know, there are a lot of those cases where uh, even the average person, you and I can be driving. If you've got a, a thing of, you know, your, your, your Vicodin in your purse because you had your tooth done last week and, and the police can ask you to see a, you know, a prescription for that just before, you know, it's semantics. But anyway, so sit tight. I'm, and hey, they, they're, it could go the other way too. So, but I would be careful reporting that because I got a feeling that that may, the charges may adjust before the thing's done. But uh, a lot of people up in arms there. Uh, and to think that there was a lot of fans can give us grief there about Jimmy Haslam. Apparently, uh, you got your own fish to fry over there. Um, and you know what, too? I'll tell you what, guys. We can keep talking 
all day long about the NFL free agency. I mean, look at two. And I'm not just talking about the Browns. I'll circle back real quick. And I know I wanted to get to the Indians. But I'm going to carry the Indians over with Dan Wismar anyway, so I can do this. But circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this whole thing and just the structure of of NFL free agency in general and uh, and all of that, the way the big names free themselves. I mean, it just it's cool. Uh, from the fans' perspective, it's, it's it's like fantasy football to them. They see these big names fly off the board. And uh, by the way, Julian Edelman, a name that was attached to the Browns late last week, uh, apparently his market dried up. He visited San Francisco. He had some interest from the Browns until it appears that the Andrew Hawkins deal is going to come through there. Uh, there's one that I question, I will say. I mean, I'm not sitting here jumping on the bandwagon, by the way, of everything the Browns have done. Hawkins, I got question marks about that one. But regardless... That pretty much sent Edelman back to the Patriots because he went looped back around, re- reworked out a deal with them, and they added Brandon LaFell, too. Uh, just looking at some of the teams and, and the players here that are signing, we saw Steve Smith. We talked about that on Friday. Steve Smith going to the Ravens. That gives them uh, their best their best uh, durable. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, uh dedicated threat there at wide receiver. And he's talking, too, about wanting to finally get a chance to play in the slot, which he was wanting to do in Carolina there. That could be a, a nice weapon absolutely there for them. And, and you know, they, they got rid of uh, Bolden when they traded him off to San Francisco. This would definitely give them a credible uh, wide receiver threat there. It's going to be, I mean, we're watching teams improve all the way around, I think. It's just interesting for the fans, regardless of what you think of what your individual team did, man. They've got a, a created a system here where bigger names free up more often than in the other sports, which just creates a frenzy. Think about it. Look at how crazy they crashed Twitter. And they're three months, two months, two and a half months, whatever, into their off season. Into their off season. I love baseball, but you couldn't crash Twitter in the middle of the World Series. But they crashed Twitter in the middle of the first day of free agency. When teams are just moving players around and spending money. By the way, what was that number? It was a billion dollars were spent on players in the first 24 hours of free agency. A billion dollars, which is cool because I'll be able to do that after my billion-dollar bracket goes through, which, by the way, friendly reminder for those of you out there, just don't even bother filling it out. I've already told Mr. Buffett and Mr. Gilbert the address, and they've got my they got the 1099 information and everything, so you guys can just chill out on that. And uh, let's get let's get back into the show, J Rock, with you here. We're gonna get away from the NFL for a little bit, talking about the Indians, as you heard by the Indians fever as we came on. And I'll tell you, the results continued to be well, and you know we talked about them kind of having a charmed existence here throughout the first couple of weeks of spring training, and really just no matter what they were doing, it seemed like wow they could do no wrong, but. Uh, that's what they play the games that they go through everything for because while the results of the games don't matter, the health of the players coming out of them does. And now, twice in the last week, we've seen that injury bug kind of reach up and snap and take a little bite out of the Indians here. First, we talked about Jason Giambi last week with his rib broken, and now the 
opening. It's it's guaranteed. I think for the first week, two, probably maybe even two and a half weeks, we're probably going to be without him. He'll do the disabled list thing there. Is he's not? There's no way he's going to be ready. He insists that he may be able to, but there's no way. I don't think he's ready for opening day. And I think he does the Indians a favor by not being ready, kind of like last year. I think he does the Indians a favor by not being ready for opening day. But not only that, but now we've heard, I don't know if you guys are with it, but over the weekend, Michael Bourne uh, comes out of the game. He pulls his left hamstring, strained left hamstring is the actual term that the Indians have given out. They're calling it a mild strain, but you got to remember, this is the same hammy that he had surgery on just this past offseason. He took care of it, said he wanted to have it cleaned up and ready to go. So when he hit spring training, he and realized this is a speed guy, man. This He needs his legs. And he was rocking and rolling as spring training got started, said he was pain-free, he was symptom-free, but... Obviously, that changed, and now we're waiting, just like we're waiting on the Kyrie Irving information, we're waiting to hear from the Indians today on Michael Bourne, because that definitely can be a setback that hurts you, and this one is different than Giambi, because this one doesn't just, yeah, we've got the roster flexibility that if the Indians needed to, you know, go into the into the season with Michael Bourne down a little bit, we, especially outfield flexibility, we've got a ton of options out there, all of these guys that we've talked about, that have all made made a good showing of themselves here trying to get that last roster spot. Almost all of them are able to play the outfield. Rayburn can contribute out there. Swisher can contribute. So, I mean, there's a a truckload of options. That's not really it. The thing that worries me about this, and this is really one of the first things that's come up in spring training that I've began to think about being worried long-term about it, is that this is something hammies, those kind of things are tricky, and they, they tend to linger. Even when you clean them up, they tend to stick around. They tend to linger down the stretch later. I mean, these things take time. That's the kind of thing that I would really not like to see out of one of my table setters. Out of, hey, there goes my phone. Out of my table setters. Out of my guys that are supposed to be my speedsters on the bases. You know, out of my center fielder. So... Those are things that I begin to worry about. And hopefully, word comes back that it's just, hey, we're going to be precautionary. We're going to get ahead of the curve on this thing and treat it. And in a week or two, we'll be back to normal. But, you know, you, you couldn't expect. You could not expect to get through spring training without that. So let's be realistic about this, guys. Let's not let's not act like they were just going to go, you know, completely clean through it. But winning-wise, man, as much as we keep saying, I text guys like Jonathan Knight and stuff, we talk about all the time about how these guys just continue to win some games here. We saw yesterday they did that again. You wish those results could carry over. They don't, but you do like to see the good things like Justin Masterson. Justin Masterson, to me, is what not only is he 100% ready to start the season, but I really, really like how dialed in he appears. I'm telling you, you can write it down that I said this now, man. He has been up and down in his career, but this is a big, big year personally for Justin Masterson outside of what he can do and bring to the Indians in the city of Cleveland, and you can see it. He is dialed in. It's not to say he won't have rough stretches as the season goes on, but I'm predicting a career season 
for Justin Masterson, assuming that he can stay healthy throughout the run and, and avoid injury. He just he gives me the feeling right now of somebody that is locked in, and I think that hey, when you you know you get, you get those career years, man, they go both ways for guys, and I think Justin Masterson is going to have one of those. It's a payoff year for him, and I'm interested too. We have yet to hear from the Indians; they have not yet countered. Justin Masterson's long-term, well, medium-term, let's call it medium-term, contract offer to the Indians. So still haven't heard from them on that either. That'll be interesting. And then if that happens, I'll be interested to see if that kind of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say Masterson's got the eye of the tiger in spring training, but he has got that look. He got that look. He's got that look. He got that cell block look on him, man, and he's ready to go, you know? So I'm interested to see uh, if they do work something out, if that changes that dynamic as well but Masterson looked really good uh Aaron Harang looked uh he looked all right he looked all right yesterday he continues to stick around that's a guy that's you know clearly ticketed to start in AAA I mean like we keep talking about what the AAA team is going to look like but uh the battle too over the weekend that that last starter spot I'm still pulling for Tomlin even though a lot of people think Carrasco is going to be the one to get it Tomlin looking pretty good and something too that I didn't even realize until I saw it over the weekend in some notes from the tribe is that this is really the first this is really the first um uh, on-hand experience that Terry Francona's got with Josh Tomlin because of the injury and everything. This is really his first Josh Tomlin experience there. So, you know, perhaps that's why, too, it seemed, rightfully so, from the way we heard it, that there was more focus on Carrasco. Not not focus, maybe, but more expectation, and they really thought he was going to take it. I don't think Terry Francona knew. He knew what he had, but I don't think he knew what he had in Josh Tomlin. I think he's finding out. The other thing, too, how about third base? Offensively, both guys are starting to really get warmed up. We saw Santana with another homer and a double yesterday. Chisholm Hall in his game drew a walk. He had RBI triple, showed some good patience at the plate. Uh, Jeff Francoeur continues to show show some things offensively as well, too. But Santana and Chisholm Hall both starting to pick things up offensively. Good signs for the Indians because, as we keep mentioning, that, that luxury there. I mean, where else can a team say <laughs> that their backup catcher is their third baseman? You know what I mean? Like, that is a roster luxury. That's, that could work out very well for the Indians. We're gonna keep we're gonna take the break and keep this conversation going. We'll talk some tribe in the next segment. Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. He's getting ready to join us. We'll talk some Indians with him. We'll talk March Madness, Ohio State Buckeyes, Dayton getting at it in Buffalo. Kind of regional there. It looked like they were going to get shipped across the country. Instead, they slipped to a six seed. A lot of people expected a five, and that enabled them to stay regional here in Buffalo. But anyways, big dance time, and I'm going to tell you who's J-Rock's team. Oh, destiny, baby. Today's St. Patty's Day. You don't need the luck of the Irish. You just need J-Rock's team. Oh, destiny. Coming your way when we come back. We're talking March Madness, Brackets, Buckeyes, Indians, and more with Dan Wismar here on the Sports Fix. Here at the Sports Fix are very in-depth when we interview the sports stars. Oh, I saw the whole thing, dude. First you were all like, whoa, and then we were all like, whoa, and then you were like, whoa. 
are you talking about? You got serious thrill issues, dude. <laughs> awesome. Oof. Maybe not, but you should still listen. As we head into this break, I just want to remind you of the Sports Fix. Proud to be partners with Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, 5715 Canal Road, just under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, Ohio. Bill Hershey and Bill Opelich, I tell you about them each and every day. They'll take care of you. Number one, huge Cleveland sports fans, but they're good people, hardworking people, trustworthy people. I don't just come on here. I tell you this all the time. I don't just come on here and talk about places and people that want to buy advertising on the show. I talk about people and products that I believe in. And Quick Lane at Valley Ford Ford truck is one of those places. Whether you've got a truck, car, van, commercial vehicle, big or small, it doesn't matter. They'll fix them all. They're the home of the low price tire guarantee. Find a matching set of tires cheaper anywhere else, and they'll match the price guaranteed. No questions asked. No matter what it is, hey, and they understand in 2013 that there's transportation issues. People need to get to school, to work, to daycare. All those things need to get done, and the car needs to get fixed, and they'll figure out a way to make that happen for you. Check them out. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford truck and find out that life really is better in the quick lane. Hey Cleveland, this is Ed Doherty, voice of San Ignatius Wildcat Football, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. At the corner of Carnegie and Ontario, it's basketball time at the Q. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Joe Fred McLeod, Hector Marinero. Discussing the most intimate and sometimes controversial details of the largest moments in our town's sports history. The Indians have won the divisional title. A perfect game for Lynn Barker. What a win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their first time in the playoffs. It's the first book written from the players' point of view, with the media that covered it and the fans that watched. Finally, the true stories are told. From a miracle in Richfield to the NBA Finals. The Detroit Pistons have been booby trapped. From a perfect game to a World Series one pitch from victory. From a Wildcat High School dynasty to the golden days of the Browns, Barons, and Crunch, this book will change the way the entire sports nation looks at Cleveland. Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. The Sports Fix is now available every day on the world's largest internet radio service, iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeartRadio app, subscribe to the show, and get your fix. Back in 1990, when I joined Herb in the booth, you could say that first game was when I became a lifelong Tribe fan. Something about Cleveland made us want to stay and call it our home, raise our family here. I can promise you one thing. Home or on the road, I feel what you folks feel, what you feel every game. Cleveland fans are passionate and pretty vocal. I respect that. This is our team. This is our town. This is a tribe town. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt, it's a statement. GVArtwork.com. A 
That's right. Let's dance, baby. It's dance. March Madness time. I don't know. Somebody going to sue me for saying that? I don't care. Come sue me. I don't care. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you, and we are back at it. Hour number two in full effect, and I'm feeling a little bit better. Rocking and roll. Get my dander up here in the chat room. I see these guys get to chat, and sometimes, guys, listen, I get, look, not everybody has to agree with everything, but, you know, some sometimes... Sometimes people go too far to one extreme or the other. I continue to make the point to people that want. So apparently, the all everybody, a, according to some people, there's a, a group of people that believe every player that signs with the Browns is only here because nobody else wants them. So apparently, the Browns have signed so far six people that nobody else was interested in, and they may be talking to a few more people that nobody else wants. So hopefully, they can be even worse next year than they were this year because to some people, you just can't you can't improve no matter what. And I think it's how you look at it. When you want to look at it one way or you want to look at it the other way, I'm looking at it realistically, and I don't care what you think about the individual people I'm talking about. Overall, the Cleveland Browns are better off than they were when free agency started. And again, that's the only way you can go is up. I mean, I don't see any other way to do it. You don't step into a magic time machine and step out on the other side a Super Bowl contender. There's actually steps to this thing, and the Browns are stepping out of the depths of you-know-what. All right, guys. Going to get back into the show. J-Rock with you. Going to the phone lines. My next guest here, it's Monday, Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. We're going to talk about a few different things here. I'll talk to him about the Browns, of course. I'll talk Indians with him as well. But March Madness, talking about dancing, talking about the Buckeyes. Dan Wismar, Cleveland Fan with us. I want to get his predictions. And I'm going to give you, get ready, fellas, my team of destiny, baby, because my brackets are in. Warren Buffett's got my check written and ready to go. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I won't tell you everything. I can't give away my secrets, but I will tell you who my team of destiny is here in a little bit. The team that's coming from obscurity to capture the nation's hearts here in the next few weeks. Let's go to the phone lines now. Here's my man. He's not from obscurity. He's from a little bit down south here in Ohio. My man, Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. That's where he's from. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing great, J-Rock, although i got to tell you, I'm as confused as I've ever been as I'm looking at the... uh the tournament bracket. Uh, you know, so many new names. And- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People I've never seen and people I've never watched play. And uh, I'm just going to listen closely to the sports fix this week and try to pick up as many hints as I can from you. And then I'm going to try to steal that steal that billion from Warren Buffett from right, right out of your grasp. You. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. You know what, too? Hey, outside of the big bracket, I know Cleveland State, and I, I'm a little bit surprised they didn't make the NIT, but, uh, you know, I was just looking at I was looking at all of them because, obviously, Cleveland State made the College Insider Tournament. I was looking at the NIT. Man, I, I was telling uh, Bruce and a couple other guys last night, I said, 
I said, if you're a college basketball junkie, I know March Madness takes center stage and the NIT is kind of second place, but I was even looking at the uh, College Insider Tournament. And these aren't big, flashy. Just if you're a college basketball junkie, these are a bunch of really evenly matched teams. Like I was like, man, if I'm a basketball guy, if I could find a way to watch some of those games, I would. because that's And Akron ended up in that tournament as well. I know Ohio, who Cleveland State's going to play in the first round of that. But I was like, that's a pretty uh, competitive tournament if you're a college basketball guy. So even if you're looking beyond the NCAA and the NIT, even the, the college insider, they're very competitive. If you're a junkie, I mean, you you can DVR all the college basketball from this month and watch it for the next two, you know? Yeah, that's true. And this is for people that really have the disease badly and, uh, you know, who, who uh, need some games to watch between now and Thursday. You know, That's right. Besides the play-ins. <laughs> you know, those are people who really, really, really uh, – don't have wives, probably, for one thing, and uh, you know, or, or just don't care, and, and they're just going to, if there's a ball bouncing on a hardwood floor, they want to be sitting in front of their TV watching it. But yeah, you're right. I'm not, I'm not making fun of, uh, of Ohio versus Cleveland State. I mean, uh, there will be some, some local interest, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, when you start on the Sunday, a selection Sunday, if you're a guy who's looking for the NIT bracket and for the third-tier tournament bracket, uh, you know, I don't know. You, you need help, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I hear you there. I was a little surprised, like I said, that Cleveland State did not make the uh, – although less surprised when I saw Akron, too. I, I thought that their uh, previous track record here would have got them a little bit – I thought they were NIT-bound, too. But, hey, it is what it is. Let's yeah, start – Yeah, true. And then the same thing with Indiana. You know, Indiana didn't make the NIT. Yeah, and yeah. And I guess they turned down a bit to the other – what's it called, the BPI? Yeah. Uh, they uh, yeah, the, the Indiana yeah. turned down a bit to the to the other tournament because they uh, they felt they were above that. I don't know what gave them that feeling, but uh, you know, past past glory. Well, there's a couple of schools I heard that actually that decided that they weren't. I, I can't remember. I just read about another one, not not uh, them, but another school that this decided that they were if they weren't NCAA or NIT, they were going to turn down the uh, the other two tournament bids there too. Let's start with before we look at the big tournament. Let's start with the Big Ten tournament because that's where you and I left off last time we talked. And you know what? The Buckeyes, a nice little run. You you have to say, when you get that 18-point comeback in there in round two, I mean, definitely they showed some things that I don't think a, pe- a lot of people saw. You know, I think they thought it was over for them early. And uh, even to, to fall short at the end, but a good, a good performance against Michigan, it, I think it pretends better for the tournament here. Obviously... Yeah, people's expectations are going to be lowered, but I think it pretends better to uh, what they've got heading into the dance here than perhaps before the tournament. Well, I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think they they, they played decently. Uh, the first game, uh, you know, it, it was a surprise that they won it based on how they played. I think they even surprised themselves. But uh, the win over Nebraska was uh, was good. Nebraska has a nice team this year, and, and they were the sort of the sentimental favorite uh, because of the surprise year that they had. Um, and after the Buckeyes to, to come back from way back and, and, uh, and beat them, kind of pull away a little bit at the end, uh, you know, obviously it was a good thing. I, I think what happens is, though, the expectations are so high. We're so spoiled by Ted Mata and number one or number two seed and, you know, three Big Ten tournament championships and four tries and that, that the Ohio State fan base and, you know, they're – you know, after the game, I was disappointed in sort of the, the reaction after the Michigan loss. 
mainly because of how Aaron Kraft finished the game by missing a couple big free throws, missing a three-pointer, then not even getting the final shot off as it slipped out of his hands. No one was more upset about that than Aaron Kraft. And yet people, and this includes Buckeye fans, actually, not just the rest of the country who hates Aaron Kraft for being, I don't know, smart (laughs) and tough or something, uh, you know, wanted to uh, criticize him and talk about how he hadn't really improved that much over his four years there. I mean, good gracious, the guy sets the all-time Big Ten career record for steals. He wins the Defensive Player of the Year award three times in the conference. He, he uh, leads the league in assists and steals in his senior year. And some people are going to find fault with him and, and uh, you know, say he's terrible. And, you know, it, it just makes me ill to sort of follow the, the disappointed fan base after the game taking pot shots at one of the best players to ever wear the uniform. So it's... Uh, disappointing but at the same time you know the season's not over yet they, they've got another crack at it here in the tournament i don't expect them to make the sweet 16 but um you know we'll see uh syracuse obviously would be a tough second round draw if they get by dayton listen man don't you understand random person with a social media account trumps all brother if they decide <laughs> that they're not happy with it then doggone it they're not happy with it and that's just all there is to it you can't convince Twitter guy otherwise. Now, I mean, I get a kick out of that, too. I was just, before I brought you on, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here getting at it with some guys. I don't expect anybody to to build a parade for the Browns here this offseason or whatever, but I think that you can go too far in the opposite direction, too, because even if you say, man, they, I would have rather this or they could added that or whatever, yeah, you can always argue the amount of the improvement but i think that you're not looking clearly if you really don't believe that there's some improvement in the browns from where they were before they kicked off free agency to where they are now i just think so i think sometimes you 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 take too hard of a stance on one side or maybe me i get spoiled by myself i try and i don't mean that the way it sounded shoot i did not mean that to come out i like i sound like lebron james now like hey i get spoiled by my own play here but uh but what i mean is don't, if you start talking about yourself in the third person, then I'm going to really work. But yeah, I just, you're I just, absolutely right. I mean, there there are uh, there are people who just refuse to take yes for an answer, uh, and not only the situation you described, where if they signed with the Browns, nobody else must have wanted them, but also this is the one I heard from one of the national sports columnists after the Browns signed Ben Tate, and that is the other argument that well, Ben Tate doesn't care about winning clearly. Oh no! Otherwise, he got. Uh, you know, he, he, he must retweeting. not care about winning. He must care about only the money, because otherwise, Bro. why would he come to Cleveland? He doesn't care about winning. He was getting hit by Houston fans. He actually retweeted a couple of them, Ben Tate, the other day. Uh, he was getting hit by Houston fans who told him the same thing. They were tweeting at him some nasty tweets like, well, obviously you don't care about winning. Well, Ben Tate's career is over. He's going to Cleveland. And he's just tweeting them. And he's he was trolling them, which I kind of like because he was trolling them on our behalf on this occasion here. He was just trolling them, retweeting them, and responding like, wait till you see what we're going to do. Which, listen, say what you want, but how many times – do people even I'm not even talking about the Browns and their press releases. How many times do athletes go on Twitter and tell you, watch what the Browns are getting ready to do? You wait and see what we're getting ready to do in Cleveland. It's a different attitude, regardless of what you think of the individual players. That just doesn't happen much. It's a good breath of fresh air for me to see put around the team. Oh, no doubt. And refresh my memory about how many games the Houston Texans won last year, you know? 
So, you know, that that would be the, the first line of argument for the uh, for the Ben yeah. Tate, you don't care about you don't care about winning uh, line. But uh, secondly, yeah, and, and I agree. I think Tate probably had a little sit down with uh, Joe Hayden and says, you know, uh, and, and good for him if he did, uh, because you know Joe, Joe Hayden could give him some lessons on here's how to make the Cleveland fan base love you. Okay, go to uh, go to the Tribe game with a Cavs hat on, or you know. Go to the Cavs game with a Browns jersey on. He you know, did that. Did show, you see him? Show up around town and, and uh, you know, and, and say good things about the fans. I mean, Joe Hayden obviously been smart about it. I don't I don't think it's insincere uh, on Joe Hayden's part what he does to sort of endear himself to the fan base, but he clearly has a plan. He clearly is, is doing it, and obviously I'm sure he likes the other sports and likes to be involved. And like I said, I don't think anything he's doing is insincere. But it clearly is working. Uh, the, the fans love him. I mean, he shows up at the at the drive games. He shows up at Cavs games, and he supports all the teams in town. And, and he another never has a bad word to say. Well, if Ben Tate's taking taking lessons and PR from Joe Hayden. You know, more power to him. I wish more people would do it. I mean, did you see some of the tweets he sent out? He had the Cavs. Oh hat, yeah, the yeah. I've been watching all weekend, and, and it's, been, it's been encouraging. It's fun to watch. But yeah, and then I also, you know, you hear from the, the, the naysayers. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good signing, but you know, guys injury prone. Now, you're you're never going to get rid of the people like that. Of course, he's injury prone. Do you think the Browns went into it and signed him, knowing he missed some games in his career? I mean, give him give him a little bit of credit. Uh, I think the Browns will, uh, you know, feel and take oh, yeah. next year. Uh, you know, uh, clearly they'll have Deion Lewis and and uh, Edwin Baker back, and I would be shocked if they didn't draft a running back as well. So, uh, it's a it's a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, they apparently have told Ben Tate that they. Uh, stay healthy and, and let's face it look around the league at running backs who doesn't miss a game now and then what running back doesn't get nicked up uh miss time uh sit out portions of seasons with absolutely and you know what take this this only is just a little thing i'm throwing out there but i've looked and seen i mean i'll tell you what i have seen several many nfl teammates and peers and whatever tweeting at those guys and talking about hey Interested to see what you guys got going in Cleveland. Cleveland's got something going. Notice is being taken. It doesn't. Every step, every journey is a series of steps. People think you just get on the elevator and open it, and it says Super Bowl, and that's just how you get out of this thing. That's not it. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, other players around the league, they do see the difference. But it's on the Browns. They screw up this draft here, and you undo the good that you're doing because all this that they're doing here is setting the stage for what they do with the draft. We we went to that. I, I, let's go back to that a little bit. I want to get back on the tournament a little bit. We were talking about the Buckeyes. Let's stay. We can't go ADD, man. We can't be all over the place. Let's start with the with the basketball, with the tournaments here. And, of course, the Buckeyes fall short. Michigan State, Michigan ends up being the final there in the Big Ten tournament. But uh, looking at the seeding of the big tournaments overall here, Ohio State, a lot of, I think they thought, uh, Coach Mata even said, I think he thought they were going to end up a five seed. Turned out that they, I think, lucked out a little bit regionally by ending up a six because they were going to end up far away from Ohio, but by ending up a six, they get to go up there to Buffalo, go in a more reasonably favorable bracket for them. As a six rather than a five, they end up, uh, you know, in the in the bottom half of the bracket yes. where, where they would face Avoid Michigan if State. Get, if they get that far, rather than to the top seed, Florida. But, uh, yeah, so their, their path to uh, project it out that far is a little bit easier having to get by, you know, Dayton, Syracuse, you know, probably Kansas. Uh, uh, beats playing Florida or running up against uh, 
before you get there. Now, talk to me a little bit about the, the tournament here. Was there anything that surprised you as far as maybe who did or didn't get in, who who got seated where? Anything that really stuck you as that was that was shady, that, that was not right? I don't know. Of course, the popular uh, conventional wisdom was that uh, the, the, the Louisville was way under-seated as a four. Uh, That's what I'm, I thought. You know, not, not smart enough to about the whole picture to uh, – to know how egregious that was as far as a you know a, a seating obviously Michigan State they ended up a four as well I mean Michigan State saw Jade Billis last week yeah. interviewed on BT his pick to win it all he, he thinks they're the best team when they're fully healthy best team in the country and yet they're a four seat uh, Louisville to four seat they're the defending champ and obviously they're playing uh, you know real well down the stretch so you can't determine these one seats necessarily by how a team's playing in the first two weeks of March. You've got to look at the whole thing and got to look at the record and look at the strength of schedule and all those issues. Um, as far as anything that surprised me, it, it really looks like, and I've heard things on both sides of this Midwest region being stacked. I mean, clearly the turn of the uh, the, the committee did uh, did Wichita State no favors. They basically said to Wichita State, oh, yeah. uh-huh, okay, unde- undefeated, right? Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Put them in a bracket with uh, three of last year's. Uh, well, they they are one of the three, but there are three Final Four teams in that bracket. In that bracket, uh, yeah. Louisville and Duke, and and uh, Michigan's in there as well, and and uh, Kentucky's in there. So it's it's crazy. Uh, I've, I've heard people say, "Hey, the Midwest region's overrated." Well, I don't know. I, I think I'll I think I'll buy the stacked argument before I buy the overrated argument. Um, especially when uh, when you've got the defending champ playing playing as a four seed and. And the Big Ten champion uh, can't even get a, a top seed in the in the regional. So uh, that's uh, that's a brutal one. And, and I think Wichita State is uh, well, <laughs> right now they're my uh, they're about to come out of there. I just love to see them win. I love their coach. I love his attitude and his and his philosophy. You know, they're they're the underdogs, and so uh, I'm I'm riding them as, as oh, my really? fundamental favorite. But. Uh, I gotta tell you, you're 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 gonna go down there because I'm I I have opened it up in front of me. I'm going to be very secretive here, but I'll give some of my secrets out. I've got the winning bracket here in front of me. I've got this thing protected. I've got security guards watching it 24-7, but I've got my bracket no open. Do, have you have you done the whole bracket thing yet? The first night, because uh, I just like to get smarter about it over the next. Listen to people and, and read what people have to say and, and look at some other people's projections. And, and uh, I just like to sort of soak it all in for Monday and Tuesday and and then uh, put my bracket together, you know, maybe sometime on. But, uh, no, I, I like to just sort of uh, pick brains of other people that know more about it than I do uh, before I get into it. Now, but you've got you yours what. all picked out. And should I even work? Should I even try, Jarek? I mean, should I even fill one out? Because, yes. you know, I thought I thought Warren Buffett and I were close. But, you know, apparently you, you've got it locked up. Listen, just in case there's technical problems, they may they may – they may have taken my winning bracket and made it an unwinning bracket behind the scenes. They could have switched things around. You never can trust these billionaires. So just in case of that, I say fill one out anyways. But Okay, I'll I, go ahead and do it, Just even yeah. just for the uh, for the exercise. Yeah, right. The, uh, I mean, what's yeah. it going to hurt? It'll, you should fill one be, out for us, though, fun. Dan. You do got to fill one out for us. You should jump into ours. Just because I'm telling everybody, all of our people, jump in. We've got the all you've got to do is go to ESPN.com. They've got their tournament challenge. The brackets already set up. You just the sports fix group. You just enter your bracket into our group. 
the sports. Right, I will fix. do that. I will do that by tomorrow morning. I'll I'll have my entry in there for you. Yeah, it'll be cool. You know, we've got some people. I think we're up to. I don't know. We've got almost twenty people in there. We've we've just had it signing up for the last couple of days. So we'll see. I'm sure a few dozen more will get in there. But um, but it'll be fun. But I'm sit. I, I got to be honest. I, I'm looking at the seedings, and you mentioned two of the teams that I've got in my final four, and that's Michigan State and Louisville. I definitely think both of them underseated it as fours. I've got them there. I've got Florida coming out of the south, and then. All right, buckle it down. I'm going to give this – man, I don't know if I – well, I don't know if I should give this out, but I'm going to go ahead and let give me, it out. Let me, get, let me guess who you got in the West. Go Baylor. Ahead. No, no, no. I'm going I'm going bigger going home, baby. I'm going okay. with North Dakota State, baby. North Dakota State is coming out of the West. I've got their path. It's It's clear. It's clear as day. See, I've got Baylor getting upset in the first round by New Mexico State, by the way. So I've got a classic, uh, Nebraska. classic 12 and 13 seed there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at San Diego State. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I've got go. Baylor, Baylor dropping to Creighton there. I've actually got Baylor in the second round. But uh, I've okay. got... I've got North Dakota State knocking off Oklahoma, knocking off Gonzaga, knocking off Creighton, and getting to the final four of this year's tournament. You can thank me later. North Dakota State. I, I think You're not maybe, feeling it? Uh, I think maybe that's gonna that's gonna be what knocks out ninety nine percent of the other of the other brackets. That's why I did you, it. I uh, leave you in a, with a, sitting on a pile of money, buddy. Do you know why I picked North Dakota State? Because North Dakota State is the best shooting, and they are a lockdown defense. They Teams that play them shoot 40% from field. Entire team that averages four or more rebounds. I'm telling you. North Dakota how they, State. How did they do against Fargo State? They did lose. They, they did lose to the Buckeyes. <laughs> I will give you that. They did lose to the Buckeyes earlier in the season you know, by a, a point or 17. But they've, they've recovered. And they beat Western Michigan as a tournament team. They be, they Hey, listen. North Dakota State is my team O destiny, brother. I'm writing it down. They're I'm hot. Writing it down, I guess. They're coming into the, the tournament 11-1 and one in their last dozen games. They're hot, man. All right, all seriousness, from, from, though. From, from your lips to God's ears, buddy, I'll tell you. There make, we go. No, my, I've got Florida and Louisville. I've actually got Florida and Michigan. I've got Florida knocking off Michigan State. I've got Florida and Louisville in the title game, though. I do think that that's going to be your national title game. I think the defensive floor. I think I think if you get Florida and Michigan State on the one side of the Final Four bracket, that would, that's going to be a hell of a defensive matchup right there. Yeah, you know, I can't remember a year, really, in, in recent times when – I was so sort of underwhelmed with the one seeds or where it wasn't really eminently clear who the one seeds were. Uh, you had people that were expecting Louisville to get a one and they ended up getting a four. I mean, there was, there was quite a bit of disagreement around the top of this ranking. Um, you know, not, not maybe who the best, who the teams with the best records are or who the teams, obviously it's clear who won the various conferences. Um, but, um, there's a lot of a lot of dispute and debate uh, that those aren't necessarily the best teams in the country, or at least they're not the teams with the best chance to win this tournament. And I can't really recall a time. I'm sure the balance, I think, overall in college basketball has been leveling out, you know, balancing out uh, among a large group of teams um, entering the tournament. It's tougher and tougher to predict the 
the tournament because of that. And this year, there's so many newcomers and so many teams nobody's ever heard of and, and nobody's ever seen that it just adds another element of that. But, I, but usually you can sort of say, okay, well, these are the four best teams and they'll be the one seeds. And, and I just don't think there was anything close to that kind of uh, consensus this year. Yeah, and I hear you. I think this is going to be very, very competitive. I, I'm with it, man. And, you know, for those of you, I, had, I saw somebody in the chat room go, wow. Listen, uh, North Dakota State is my team o destiny prediction, but that's simply because I looked at all the low seed. I do it every year. I find a low seed or two or three, and I, I run them through a little bit because it happens, man. I mean, you know, I mean, every year. Oh, sure. I'm looking at my Sweet 16 here. I've got, I've got two 14s. I've got a, no, I've got a 14, two 12s. Yeah, those are my couple of high seeds. Everything else is pretty much one through seven seeds. But I've definitely got a couple of high seeds. Here, I'll tell you. And some of these would be some pretty good matchups. My Sweet 16, I've got Florida and VCU. I've got OSU and, and Kansas. I think Ohio State falls short there. I think that they get through the first weekend of the tournament. But I've got Ohio State's tournament ending at the hands of the Jayhawks there. I've got Virginia and Michigan State, which would be a hell of a game right there if those two teams meet each other. That's your one and four in the East. Oh, my other big upset bid, North Carolina Central. Watch out for NC Central right now. I've actually got them knocking off the big school, North Carolina, in the second round of the tournament. So that's my other big upset. Those are my two big upset Sweet 16 teams, North Carolina Central and North Dakota State. Nothing against the teams from the South. I just like the, the North side, I guess, a little bit more. But uh, North North Central Carolina and North Dakota State, those are my two big ones. And then over there, I've actually got Michigan getting knocked off early, too. I think Arizona State makes a an elite eight run as well, man. I think uh, I think they knock off Michigan down there in the Midwest. Very interesting. I have not uh, really put the pencil to it yet to, to make those kinds of predictions, but yeah, I, I got to say with your NC Central pick, I have been pretty impressed with the uh, with the Cyclones of Iowa State. I, I watched yeah. their game yesterday, and they they won the Big Twelve championship, and and you, you've got NC Central knocking off uh, the the Big Twelve champs. So yeah, that's that's uh, I guess they call that out on a limb. Huge uh. <laughs> limb, huge limb. You know, but that's what you got to yeah. do. And in all honesty, to me, that's how you do these brackets. You could sit there. I mean, if you just pick the the higher seeded team all the way through, you're you're really. I mean, you can do that, but the it never works out that way. So really, I try to look at the matchup, and I don't know nothing more than the next guy. I mean, look, I know what I watch on TV and I watch video, but I don't watch 68 teams on video. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. So. I look for the certain certain things that work well in tournaments, and I look for the teams that do those matters. It's, you know, defensively, you know, the teams that come in and can lock teams down. You know, whenever you've got a team that depends on, you know, rebounding, and the team that they're playing is, you know, a beast at rebound. You know, you can look for matchup problems. So that's kind of the way I try to do it. But to me, really, I don't want to say it's all luck of the draw because I don't want to discount people that that do this and put these together they put a lot of work and a lot of time i spent about the last night but there's people that do way more than that but so much of it is and i don't want to say luck but fortune is a big part of it too because you know once you get past that initial weekend i mean you really are it's as far as whether the rest of your brackets work out that's true and, and i'm sure there's a certain amount of uh you know emotion you have to factor in coaching you know uh, you, you oh see, yeah every every year you see coaches uh 
raise their national profiles in this tournament. I mean, guys like Shaka Smart come to mind and, and, uh, and people like that. And, and the guy that I, uh, name almost escapes me of the Butler coach that took the Celtics job. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what happens in this tournament. You see the smaller school coaches come out, knock somebody off, and and make a big name for themselves. And clearly, uh, it's not always the talent. A lot of the teams that are under talented oftentimes will win these games just because they've got a a coach that uh, that does his job and does his homework and crafts a game plan and, and gets the team to execute it, and, and they pull something off. So that to me is always fun to watch and uh, see which which coach is going to be this year, Shaka Smart or or whatever. And I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the Buckeyes. I don't like. I said you haven't. Well, by the time we talk on Wednesday, I'm sure you'll have put your bracket together and you could be more detailed. Have you looked at, ahead just at the Ohio State side? Where do you have an idea where you think they fall? Do they get through the first weekend? Is do they get through the second? Where, where do you see the Buckeyes' hopes here in this tournament? I think that Syracuse will likely be too much for them. Uh, right. I think Syracuse with that two-three zone that they play. Uh, you know, is going to accentuate the Buckeyes' shooting problems. Uh, teams have seemed to have played zone against the Buckeyes all year with a, with a certain amount of success. Uh, they didn't do anything in the uh, Big Ten tournament to uh, convince me that their shooting woes have gotten any better. Uh, if anything, they may have gotten worse. Their free throw shooting is atrocious. Um, I just see them losing to Syracuse. I just don't see them coming out of that, um, coming out of Buffalo in the Sweet 16. Um so, you know, I think they get by Dayton, but I think that's it. I really do think that Syracuse will will take them down and obviously love to be wrong, but uh, the zone and the Buckeyes' inability to shoot the basketball just seems like a, a terrible matchup. I solved that problem on my bracket with the biggest upset of the first round. I got Western Michigan knocking off Syracuse, baby. So, to me, so you, you took care of that problem. That's, yes. that's one way to that's one way to do it. And obviously, Western Michigan is is uh, a you know, different matchup down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> playing playing well down the stretch, and that that matters. Uh, you know, they always say that you know senior guard leadership is uh, is an important thing in the tournament. And Buckeyes have two senior guards. Uh, the fact that they've both been underachieving lately and and there are people that will tell you that Lenzel Smith and Aaron Kraft uh, were this good as freshmen that the the problem with the Buckeyes this year is that those two guys among others and the lack of a really capable big man uh, their failure to develop to improve really in any significant way from their freshman year to their senior year is one of the bigger disappointments of, of the last couple seasons for Ohio State that's a that's a makeable argument. That's a legitimate argument that those guys didn't, you know, develop. And, and I remember as a, when Aaron Kraft was a freshman, uh, you know, saying, man, if this kid can never, you know, develop a 15-foot jump shot, he's going to be unstoppable. Well, he didn't. You know, and, and uh, he's been a great player, a great defensive player for the Buckeyes, but the fact that he, he didn't really develop that outside shooting uh, facet of his game in four years uh, it's got to be considered, uh, you know, something of a disappointment to Buckeye fans. And so there's some legitimacy to that critique of them. And you know what? Listen, if I'm wrong there, and again, that was one of those. I look around for some 14s, for some 13s, for some 12s, for those upsets. If it is Syracuse, indeed, if I'm wrong there, then, yeah, I look at that matchup totally differently. The whole reason that Ohio State made it to Kansas in the Sweet 16 was because I had Western Michigan pulling the upset over Syracuse. And I said, well, that matchup is a little bit more favorable for the Buckeyes there. I think they can defeat Western Michigan there. So, uh 
you're right. If it's Syracuse, that's a totally different, uh, totally different thing there. Totally different beast for the Buckeyes to deal with. But it'll be fun. Yeah, and I, I, I think Kansas has to be looking at their draw, uh, you know, very favorably, thinking, "Wow, we really yeah. did great. We got to get past, you know, uh, Eastern Kentucky. We got to get past uh, uh, maybe Stanford or New Mexico before we come up against uh, Syracuse or Iowa State." I guess so, uh, they've got to look and say, "Well, could have been a lot worse. We could have been in the Midwest." Absolutely, you know, and you're right. I mean, looking at that bracket, you know, I've got I've got Wichita State making it to the Sweet 16 before they lose to Louisville, but you're right. I mean, you just you go down it. You get Kentucky, if you most likely, I should say, Kentucky or Kansas State, either one of those is a tough matchup, but you've got the 8-9, which is always tricky for the one seed, and then you come out of that, most likely you're going to have Louisville coming out of there, or perhaps, you know, St. Louis, Xavier, there's a couple of schools there, but the tough one there for you, if you get through there like like you said, then whoever comes out of the bottom half of that bracket with Duke and Michigan and uh, and those schools. So no, it's like they said, oh, oh, best regular season record ever. Oh, you guys are feeling cocky. All right, cool. Let's see what you do in the tournament, you know, and they put them over there. Yeah, that's uh, – and who knows how much that is by design or, or by accident, but uh, I think they did uh, intentionally load up that uh, load up that region. It is for sure. So, look, Wednesday, by the time you're with us, you'll have your bracket together. We'll be able to talk. Then we'll really be on the verge of it. And for those of you out there listening, the same thing that I told Dan applies to you. Come join the Sports Fix Tournament Challenge. We've got a Cleveland prize pack. Anybody not attached to the show who wins, and if one of us wins, then I'll probably still hook up the runner-up because that's how we roll. But anybody not attached with the show who wins, you're going to get a Cleveland prize pack. We'll have a, a GV artwork T-shirt in there. We'll get a copy of Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee, some other stuff. We'll put a cool little deal together. But all you do is you go to ESPN, go to their tournament challenge, and the group is the Sports Fix, and you just enter your bracket. And what the cool thing is that the bracket that you fill out you can put it in every group you want. So you can just fill it out. You don't have to fill out a separate bracket for us. You just put your bracket in the Sports Fix group, sign up for it, and you're in. It's really easy, and it's only one bracket per person. So none of that having 10 different brackets thing, because at that point, that's not really any kind of a contest. You're just <laughs> filling out and increasing your odds. So check that out, guys. You're all eligible. And the opening play-in games don't affect this. The actual brackets don't get locked until the round of 64 starts so you've got a couple of days you don't have to worry about the initial play-in games it's when the round of 64 starts that you will uh be locked and then you're, you won't be able to enter and you won't be able to make any changes so there you go sports fix the sports fix be correct the sports fix group espn tournament challenge join it with us dan shift away from the basketball here for a little bit talking i know we were talking tribe right before you came on with us i wanted to carry that over a little bit one thing i was mainly talking about was you know you talked about you know having the uh the, the four-leaf clover i mean things were going really well a nice smooth uh spring training not a lot of really not a lot of negative stories in general everything even when the third base with the fifth starter everything kind of working out to the tribe's favor so far, but they've had a couple of glitches injury-wise. You get the broken rib with Jason Giambi, and now, to me, what's much more important, which is Michael Bourne with his hamstring over the weekend. That is something that could bother you. I saw Bruce in the chat room said, hey, remember Manny, it was two months with his. Those hamstrings are the kind of things that can linger and that can take a long time to fully recover. He just had surgery on it in the offseason, and he's a key guy on the bases. He's your center fielder. 
How much concern do you have that that's a problem already here in spring training? Well, um, I think I don't want to make more of it than it is at the outset. What what I heard, and maybe you heard something more, is that it was hamstring tightness. Right. Uh, that, that him being removed from the game was precautionary, that his hamstring was tight, not that he injured it, not that he pulled it, not that he strained it, none of the above, but that it was tight. Uh, so I guess I don't want to make more of it till there's more there. Uh, I was, I've been a little bit, uh, surprised that Bourne hasn't played more in A games in spring training. Uh, he's only been in the lineup a handful of times. Uh, every day it seems like I look down and they got Niger Morgan playing center field. And speaking of which, he's been playing well. Yes. Uh, you know, he's been hitting the ball. He's been playing great defense and, and, uh, working his butt off every time I see him play. And I've only seen him on television three or four times, but I, I follow the games on it on MLB at bat every day. Um, so uh, just the fact that he's been playing so well gives you a, a little bit of an insurance policy there. But I also don't want to make more of it. I, you, know, per, you know, take precautions, rest him, do the rehab, do the therapy, whatever it is that's done, and, and get him ready for, uh, you know, for March 31st is really what it's all about. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, again, like I said, you don't even know the seriousness of it, but those things, you know, the fact that it was pre-existing, that it was there, and remember, it was there. They didn't make an issue of it until the season was over. They, they didn't even inform you that he was dealing with it until the season was over. So, and the fact, see, you threw in something else. See, I didn't go into that level. The fact that he hasn't played as much, those things all tie into where I'm going, man, you know, maybe this thing needs to be babied along. I'm not saying it's the the end of the Indian season and they've got to start figuring something else out. I definitely not, but this is the kind of thing that I think we could still be talking about in June or July if it's not taken care of early. And I would rather, just like we talked about with Salazar, I would rather, if he has to miss the first month of the season to get the thing right, I'd rather you do that. We've got outfielders that are, like you said, Morgan, Frank Coor, these guys are in tune, they're hot, they're 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 toned up right now, they're, they're, they're playing. So, You've got options now, that, and it may be different than when you call a guy up later if you need him. You, you know, I just think if anything needs to be done, take care of it now. Do take as long as it takes now. I'd rather have him at a hundred percent down the stretch in the second half of the season. Yeah, no doubt. In fact, some of the people uh, that were noticing the developments over the last few days, notably with Giambi, have said that it, it, it shapes up perfectly for for the Indians that they yeah. can carry Giambi and then have him on the roster and then day one of the final roster DL him uh, and you know it gives Frank Oro a way to make the team or Morgan one or the other probably not both and uh, and have Giambi in the clubhouse on the DL where you get the the benefits of having a Jason Giambi which is on your bench in your clubhouse not necessarily out on the field batting 170 but you, you get the benefits of having him there without having him active. And then as he gets healthy in a month or two or whatever, he can come on and he can you know, uh, you know, potentially help the team in, in the middle and the last part of the season. So some people were actually saying that this was, uh, you know, that Jason Jambi breaking his ribs was a good thing. I mean, it's hard to stretch that, but uh, you know what I'm saying, that it might work out well from a roster standpoint to allow one of these other outfielders on the team and, and yet still give you a chance to have that voice and that presence in your clubhouse. For sure. It couldn't work out any better. And, I mean, we're seeing the same thing here at third. I mentioned it 
earlier before you came on with us. I mean, how many teams are going to be in the position that the tribe's going to find themselves in where they're backup catcher? Terry said this over the weekend. Terry Francona said, how many teams can say that their backup catcher is also their third baseman? You know what I mean? There's there's a lot to – I mean, clearly he's going to be playing at least half the time, I think, at third base, splitting there with Chisenhall. I got to tell you, I think that two or three months from now, he is the third baseman of this team, and and then we have a different discussion to have about Lonnie Chisholm. But I believe that two or three months from now, he's the full-time third baseman. I think they split it at first, but he's catching it little by little. He's really showing me that you give him a few more months, and he's going to own third base all by himself. Yeah, that's interesting because I think what you've seen so far, too, and I don't know what Lonnie Chisholm is batting this spring, but... Uh, I, I've seen some flashes from him. He's I, I warming mean, up. Uh, you know, he, he's starting to starting to heat up a little bit, and still a young player, obviously. And and uh, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. You may be right. The other thing that I see with this team that's really really uh, hitting me the more I watch them play exhibition games is that there are going to be a lot of very good relief pitchers that aren't going to be able to make this team. Um, and, and I'm thinking here about guys like Artsma and CC Lee. And uh, you know uh, Wood and Price uh, and, and guys that can pitch at the major league level that, for reasons of just crowding and numbers, aren't going to be making the 25-man roster. And uh, I think that uh, Antonetti will have some some really good trade bait as teams that are scrambling around wondering what the heck they're going to do with their bullpens are looking our way to see uh, what's there. And, and I would. I tell you, I've been real impressed with Lee. I don't know how you keep him off the roster, but at the same time, he's got so many guys that have, you know, pretty much spots guaranteed. If you if you figure you're going to have a seven man bullpen, and you know that Axford's there to close, and you know that Cody Allen and and uh, Jeff Shaw are going to be there, two two lefties, Outman and Subchinsky, presumably. You know, that's two. There's two spots left, and one of them's going to be a long man, probably Tomlin or Carrasco. So. It really, you got one spot in your bullpen, and there's a whole slew of guys uh, from, you know, Herman's out. Herman's been shelled every time he's been out. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at Price and you look at Arzman and you look at Wood uh, and you look at Lee, and uh, there's I know there's a couple guys that I'm forgetting. Josh even. Outman. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Outman, too, another third lefty. Um, you know, you're going to have, uh, have players that can pitch at the major league level that just aren't going to be uh, – they're not going to be spots for, and I, I think it opens up some trade possibilities for the team. And, and, and I don't know exactly what they'd be looking for. Hopefully they're going to you know, be looking at double-A AA or triple-A corner position players, uh, infield or outfield, because that's where the organization is, is light, as I, as I think. In fact, it reminds me to sort of suggest that you ask Al on Wednesday you know, what he thinks about you know, the organization um, top to bottom at those corner positions, infield and outfield, because that's if he agrees that that's where they're the thinnest. But uh, I'm not sure you're going to trade for somebody at this point that's going to make that 25-man roster coming out this year. But uh, I just think it's a strength of the organization, right, elite pitching. Um, and, uh, you know, you know you're in a better shape than uh, several of the other teams in Major League Baseball. Huge strength in the team. I think you saw some of that the other day. Uh, was it Saturday when they uh, when they played no starter, when they went all relievers? And, yeah, Herman got uh, nailed a little bit one after another. I mean, really, you just see the competition. Like you said, you got five, six, seven arms competing for a spot 
uh, there's definitely going to be a boon of depth in that bullpen pitching there. And that's the same thing. Mike Brandenberry made that point about Chisholm there with if two months into this season, Santana has locked up third base and proven that he can do it without a doubt. I mean, that opens up Chisholm possibilities as well, too. There's a lot of clubs that still value him that you could there's that's definitely not a throwaway in a trade is Lonnie Chisenhall. So I mean with the the pitching depth, with perhaps Chisenhall, with some of these other guys, there's a lot of trade possibilities depending on how the 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 spring training roster breaks down and then how the first month or two of the season goes as well. That fifth starter spot is, is looks like it's gonna come right down to the wire and Tomlin had another good outing the other day. It looks like he tired in the in the fifth inning. He pitched four shutout innings and then gave up a couple of solo homers, I think, in the in the fifth. Uh, looks like he kind of ran out of gas. But um, both he and, uh, and Carrasco are, are looking very good, and, and that looks like that might come down to the wire too. And uh, you got to figure the guy that loses that uh, that battle is going to be the, uh, the long man. Yep, and you know what? Another guy I want to ask you about, Elliot Johnson. I mean, I I keep bringing him up, and some some people tend to blow me off when I bring him up. But man, the line that that sold me on his—I don't just mean sold me on him—sold me on the reality of him going forward with this team after spring training is the fact that he's played every position on the diamond except early play anything and I know how highly the Indians and Terry Francona personally value that in in a guy I think that man do you think that there's a chance he doesn't make this team coming out of camp because I really yeah I like what he's done too and the, the, the other thing that he does is uh, put the ball at play and, and uh, you know hits it hard more often than not so yeah I've been impressed with the bat and uh, you're right Francona loves the versatile player he loves the you know and it's not just that he likes having them; he makes use of them. He yeah. he, uh, he plays guys everywhere. He moves guys around and and uh, uses his bench better than any coach we've had. Made note of that uh, many times. But yeah, I got I like what I see. Uh, you know, smart kid. Uh, he's got a little bit of size. He's not a super big guy, but uh, I just like the fact that he he barrels up the ball. Uh, and uh, every time I've seen him, he's hitting the ball hard. He's pulling it. He's hitting it to right field. Uh, you know. Uh, and uh, you know he's switch hitter, am I right? I, I believe he's. So you've got uh, you've got that versatility as well as well as all the defensive versatility that he brings. So sure, I, uh, a, a player it's hard not to like, and uh, certainly a guy you could see um, coming north. You're listening to the Sports Fix. We're talking to Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. We've been all over. Right now, we kind of landed on the Indians here, and and it's getting down to it, man. It's exciting time here because they are. Getting closer here to breaking camp, and this is a this next two two and a half weeks here is just incredibly fun. And as far as I go, you've got the the real end of spring training, beginning of games. You got March Madness going on here. I mean, of course, we're knee deep in NFL free agency. We did have an NBA playoff chase to watch here, although man, I mean, seriously, the uh, the loss of Kyrie Irving most likely would put an end to that. And I still I haven't checked. I don't know if you've heard. His, do you have anything updated on the status of Kyrie Irving there? Have you heard anything yet? I, I have do not. not. I, I was not. I didn't see anything this morning in yeah. my browsing and uh, so don't know any, any more, certainly no more than you do. But, uh, yeah, that would that would end it. Um, I think most people, as disappointed as they were with uh, with yesterday's game, probably would have taken a 2-1 two, two uh, at this point. The, the two wins uh, earlier, Phoenix and Golden State, were certainly, uh, you know, par for the course for this uh, Jekyll Hyde outfit that we've got here. Um, but, 
yeah, certainly uh, Irving being out is uh, is enough to kind of cause the fan base to pull up shop and start talking tribe, no doubt. I'll tell you what, I do. I don't have an update on that, but I do have an update on the Indians. Just came in, Scott Barnes, Nick Hagedone, option to AAA Columbus here. They sent a couple more guys down to minor league camp right now. The major league camp roster is down to 40s. As we talked about, the, some of the bullpen help there, both have been optioned to AAA Columbus today. So there's a couple more roster decisions made for them, but still 46. So you've still got quite a few moves to go. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and this is the time of year when uh, we're getting we're approaching that point where the fans are getting more excited and the players are getting less excited because <laughs> they're tired. They're yeah. tired of the uh, spring training grind. They're ready to come north, start playing games for real, and uh, you know, obviously the fans want that to happen too. But uh, so we're, we're paying close attention to the Indians because they're coming down the stretch, and and it seems like the players always sort of hit a wall. Uh, within about the next week here, when there's about maybe 10 days to go before opening day, they're they're camping at the bit to to play real ball games, and and they're still forced to you know get it out there every day in in Arizona and and uh, you know pretend they're enthusiastic about what they're doing. So anyway, it's a, it's an interesting time, and and everything else is uh, coming to a head. The the, uh, the spring uh, the draft is coming up. You got the Masters coming up. It's a great time of year because uh, the NCAA tournament and everything kind of comes together all at once. It's, as spring kicks off, and that's just one of my favorite times of year in sports. See, I forgot the Masters. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Mike from Did the Tribe Win last night with a tweet here says, Remember all those non-roster invitees, the outfielders that nobody understood? Suddenly, the depth is necessary and fast. And he's exactly right. That's why they did what they did, because of the situation here with the concern about Bourne. Now they're loaded up. Now you have less concern. I mean, seriously, you and I even, in our talks, you're like, hey, I'm cool, man. Let's see what happens, man. I'm chill about this. Because if if it's a problem, we've got outfielders. We've got people that can step in. And that's the beauty of what they did when so many people were going, man, another outfielder, another guy that hit 220 last year, what's he going to do? Well, that gives you an opportunity not to act like the sky is falling today. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, Nigel Morgan is a guy that puts you in that category, a guy that people were poo-pooing because didn't even play Major League Baseball <laughs> last year. And, uh, and and he could be your starting center fielder opening day if nothing, uh, if Bourne doesn't get better. I don't want to, you know, uh, give, uh, you know, short shrift to the problems of, of Michael Bourne because he's a, such a key part of this team this yes, year. I yes. mean, he's obviously your leadoff guy, and, and he needs to – Step up and have a better year than he had last year, and sort of justify the move the front office made. You know that he's probably, uh, you know, driven to do that. I don't know what's inside the, the guy's head, but uh, he's a big, big part of what we need to have happen this year is to have him have a big season. So he's an important guy. All the more reason to uh, err on the side of caution and uh, and get the trainers uh, working like heck on that hamstring and uh, and get him ready to roll. Absolutely. Mike again chimes in and says, if Bourne does play on opening day, hopefully he's 100%. If not, a small loss is better than a lingering problem all season. That's kind of the point that we were making here. So feeling good. Hey, no I'll doubt. wrap things up with you because you, we, we got to talking a little bit there about the Browns, but not. I just wanted to ask you not the, the fan side, your side of it. How do you feel about the moves they made last week? Oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm all in on the, on the Browns free agency. The, the thing that I like more than anything is that they didn't run out there and sign players willy nilly. They, they, and they still have 
what, 38 million of cap room left 30, after all the signings that they've got. I don't think that counts the Hawkins salary, but it counts, uh, yeah. uh, the, it counts the Mac, uh, package. Uh, so, uh, again, a little bit more is going to come off of that if, if the Bengals don't match the offer to Hawkins. But, uh, the only thing that I would like to have seen that I haven't seen, I would like to see them sign an offensive lineman or two. Maybe it's their judgment that the, the talent isn't there. I know the ranks are pretty thin. The, the, the blue chip, not the blue chip, but the best of the tackles, uh, such as they were, went off the board very early with Monroe and Saffold and, and those guys. Uh, there, there's not a whole lot left there at tackle, and the Browns aren't going to have a crying need for a tackle. I assume they'll draft at least one. Uh, I would have liked to see them draft a free agent guard uh, to upgrade that, especially having lost Laval already. Not that that was a huge loss, but it's a roster opening, and it's a it's a hole where certainly they need to upgrade the starters and upgrade the depth on the roster. So would have liked to have seen that. But on balance, got to be happy with what you've seen. You've filled holes at the slot receiver and at running back and and obviously uh, filled the holes you created at safety and linebacker. And uh, There's talk about uh, Rogers Cromartie coming to town. I don't know if that's going to happen. A lot of people think he'll end up with either the, uh, the Jets or the Giants and won't get out of New York City without a, without a deal. But... Um, Sure would be nice to see them sign a uh, an experienced veteran corner to, to play off with Hayden. And you'd think a guy like Cromartie would relish the opportunity to, to come into a situation where he's not the shutdown corner, but he's uh, one of a pair of them. Yeah, and I'm with you there. Talk about the offensive linemen, too. Uh, it wasn't just Laval. O'Neal Cousins today announced his signing elsewhere, too. So, again, that's your depth, guys. I mean, they need to replace. I'm with you, and I think that – I think that they address, I don't know if, if it's free agency, but it, clearly there's going to be a couple of offensive linemen, I think, brought in via the draft. And, you know, I mean, I think we get we get a little more answers with this thing as they go, depending on on what else they do in free agency, get an idea. I mean, do they? Uh, we'll talk more about the Browns in the future here when it comes to the draft. But, man, how, how high do they go on that offensive line? Because they're opening themselves up to be able to do that more with some of the stuff that they're – doing here in free agency i don't know we'll see but i'm with you there too my man a lot going on so much to to get into i know wednesday when you're back here we're going to talk about your bracket i want to see who you've got going through and of course i know you're going to have north dakota state but other than that let's see what else you've got going there with your bracket i look forward to talking to you about that and whatever else is going on sounds good i will be ready with that on uh, on wednesday and we'll talk as usual you got it my man dan wismar from the cleveland fan you have a good one my man Thanks, Jerry. You too. All right. He's Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. I'm J-Rock. This is the Sports Fix. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. We're talking monsters, Vikings, and so much more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Hey guys, before we go to the break, I want to talk to you a little bit again about our good friends at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Of course, you know during Brown season, we're there each and every week. What a fun time it was last year. But not just that, so many more reasons for you to check out the Harry Buffalo today. The UFC, the ultimate fighting championships, some of the hottest fights in the world today. Each and every one of their huge events 
Harry Buffalo is one of the few places in Northeast Ohio you can go there and watch each and every UFC fight at the Harry Buffalo. And let me tell you, I've been there. The people are out the door. They are to the rafters. It is one of the craziest environments for some UFC fights. Wing Mondays, they've got great deals on wings and drinks. And every day of the week, there's a different special, a different deal. And don't forget the Bison Burger, the unbelievable. It is the combination of a fantastic burger and eating healthy combined into one unbelievable sandwich you have got to get a bison burger while you're there so whatever you're looking for whatever day of the week monday through friday saturday sundays there's something for you at the harry buffalo north olmstead just outside great northern mall check them out today harry buffalo join the herd it's an addiction the sports six will be right back no football? No problem at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. From their awesome Wing Mondays to every single Cavaliers and Buckeye Hoops games in full HD. Kyrie's supposed to D, goes inside, teardrops it all right down Euclid. That's way up in there for two. The excitement never stops. Every day of the week brings a different set of food and amazing drink specials. And now Fans, Harry Buffalo North Olmstead is the home for every UFC pay-per-view live on the big screens. Let's get it all! And let's not forget their mouth-watering trademark, the Bison Burger. They sure are good. Nobody does bison like Harry Buffalo. The perfect combination of healthy and delicious. Hey there, eat up, y'all. Use this good church-going folk. Y'all deserve a little treat. What are you waiting for? Get to Harry Buffalo, just outside Great Northern Mall today. Harry Buffalo, Harry Buffalo. join the herd. Join the herd. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? He won it! Elo hit a three-pointer on the side. In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Why did I come back here? Back to Cleveland as a manager. It's more than about being a manager. I came home to a city that is familiar. I spent the first six years of my life here, going to the stadium almost every day with my dad, cheering for the tribe, cheering for Cleveland. This is a town that doesn't give up. A lot like being a player, being a Cleveland sports fan takes resilience. The passion is real, the fans are real. Cleveland is a tribe town. This is a baseball town. This is the Sports Fix. What is your name? I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Dude, what do you want? Uh, well, it's uh, this rug I have. It really tied the room together. Uh, we are not a show to be swept under the rug. We are a show to be heard. It's the Sports Fix.
Welcome back to the Sports Fix. Wrapping things up live here on the SportsFix.net and, of course, on TuneIn, the TuneIn radio app. Hello to everybody listening today on Spreaker and Mixler. And I guess the Mixler crowd has had a lot of trouble in and out with audio. Again, guys, that is, unfortunately, that is out of our control. And in all honesty, Mixler is a platform that's really just there for those of you that use the chat room, and there's a group of guys that got used to listening to the show there, but uh, there's nothing I can do about that, and I have control over the other sites much more than I do over that. So really, if you're having trouble, just use Spreak TuneIn. Use iHeartRadio. Well, obviously, that's digital delay, but if you want to listen live, listen on Spreaker, listen on TuneIn. TuneIn is crystal clear. And I don't know one person, matter of fact, Spreaker as well, neither of those platforms have I ever gotten a complaint that somebody has had any trouble listening to the show. And TuneIn is absolutely crystal clear. So if you guys are having any trouble, I'm telling you, the best thing to do is to use those. And if you want to still use the chat room, then just mute your Mixler, listen on one of the other apps, and you can still uh, pop out your little Mixler chat room there, and you can still be involved in the chat but uh, that's the best way to guarantee yourself audio because really Mixler at this point is kind of just there as a courtesy to the people that have already used it in the past. But I'm sorry if you guys have had trouble with that. Thanks to everybody that stuck with us today. Thanks to Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan for being with us. Thanks to you guys, each and every one of you, for being with us too. And, you know, a lot of things still going on as I continue. Last check with the Cavaliers here. I just got with them during the break here. Still no word on the MRI with Kyrie Irving. Cavs aren't practicing today, so I expect them to... Uh, get word on that here in the next few hours. We'll definitely be talking about that tomorrow. We'll have that for you guys there and the absolute latest on that with him is that's uh, up really going to determine the course of the rest of the season for them. Speaking of determining the course of the rest of the season, Doug Plagans, he'll be with us tomorrow, the voice of the Lake Erie Monsters. We talked last Tuesday about how this weekend was going to be big. It was going to be key for the Monsters. The way we talked about what was coming up here this week would be determined by last weekend as you had two games in Charlotte against the Checkers, the two teams that are ahead of you in the, or the team, one of the teams, excuse me, that are ahead of you in the schedule there, in the playoff chase there for the Western Conference of the AHL. And, and the, so funny, the last thing we said, Doug, before we left the other day, said, hey, you can't split. You hate to be greedy, but you can't really afford to go up here and split with the checkers because you're really just treading water at that point. They're getting points too, and they're ahead of you. That's exactly what happened. Uh, three third period goals on on Saturday night, five to two. The monsters end up falling in Charlotte. A tough one there. They bounced back the next day. A quick turnaround, three to two victory for the monsters in regulation. So going for them there, they were at least able to pull the two points out of that now and. But it was it was really the treading water gimmick. You're sitting there now uh, giving points to the team that's ahead of you. As I pull up the Western Conference standings here in front of me, I'll give you the latest update. Doug will be with us tomorrow to talk about it. But bad for the Monsters here because Charlotte, those couple of points they picked up have now pushed them to within four points of Rockford there, 69 points. Meanwhile, the Monsters, yeah, they picked up two points. But guess what? San Antonio. Iowa, Utica, Charlotte, obviously, Oklahoma City all pick up points throughout the last week. So you find yourself still 11 points behind the eighth playoff spot and five teams in front of you. 
as you get down to it. The one good thing, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow with Doug, but we brought it up last week, all the teams that you need to beat, all the teams that you need to move behind you in the standings here to get up there, that's who you play the rest of the way. They literally only play two games against teams that are not directly between themselves and the playoffs there. I mean, they they have their own destiny in their hands. So tomorrow we'll talk to Doug about the split. We'll look forward to the next slate of games. Doug Plagans of the Lake Erie Monsters with us tomorrow. We'll have the latest on the Indians, and we'll talk to Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com as he's with us every Tuesday. Dr. Football, Bill Checkis, he'll be in the house. We'll get the latest with him. We'll talk about the latest NFL free agency news, his takes around the league on what's been going on with NFL free agency here and anything that happens overnight. We'll have that right here. Of course, as I said, we'll update Kyrie Irving and his injury situation and all of that plus the usual suspects and so much more so you guys got to come back with us here tomorrow we will rock it and roll it like we always do every tuesday here on the sports fix before we get into the close before i say goodbye to you guys i'm gonna talk more about this throughout the week but did you guys see this morning it was i was really just getting to read it as we went on the air so i want to do some more uh, research on it before we talk about it here but did you guys see the uh, law, uh, more added to the lawsuit against the NCAA here Jeffrey Kessler the sports labor attorney very famous uh, for some of his work in there he's filed an antitrust claim today in federal court on behalf of a group of college basketball and football players and basically he's arguing free enterprise he's arguing that the NCAA has put an unlawful cap on the compensation that a college player can receive at the value of an athletic scholarship. So basically, he's in layman's terms, he's basically saying that there's no free enterprise system, meaning if Ohio State wants my services and Florida State wants my services, they can't outbid each other because the highest either school could offer me is an athletic scholarship. So they're basically attempting to just completely strip down and change the system. I mean, how do you, this is why I I really want to do more research on this before I get to talking, because my first instinct to say is, have we all gone insane here? Like it's one thing I, I, we can dive into the players should get paid and the money that colleges make and where amateur status is. But I mean, here you're just going another, another layer of that onion here. I mean, now we're arguing over a free enterprise system for college athletes. And I mean, I really thought that, uh, oh man, silly me. I thought that this six figure education was a lot, man. I know some people tell me they make more, but isn't that how business works? Like, I'm just curious. Isn't that how business works? This is like, to me, it's like if all the employees of McDonald's sued McDonald's because they only make $11 an hour and McDonald's makes $11 trillion a year or whatever. And basically, they want a bigger slice of the pie. Isn't the whole point of business like I give you your what you want and I compensate you to a value that's fair for you. And then I make money off of what you do. I, I don't know. Anyways, but we'll talk. Seriously, don't hold me to that because there's a whole lot more to this conversation. We'll jump back into it tomorrow. Check this out so you can join me in the conversation. Jeffrey Kessler suing the NCAA on behalf of college and uh, basketball and football players saying that an athletic scholarship violates the principles of free enterprise and they have 
unlawfully capped the amount that the players can be compensated. So we'll talk more about that. We'll have Doug Plagans here, Dr. Football is here, Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com, the latest on Kyrie Irving and Michael Bourne and their injuries and so much more live. Same bat time, same bat channel right here at noon here on the Sports Fix. Don't forget, tournament challenge. You've got two more days. Fill out your bracket on ESPN.com. Find the Sports Fix group. Enter your bracket with us. You can win a Cleveland Sports Prize Pack. We will continue with that and continue here tomorrow live on the Sports Fix. Whatever you do tonight, Cleveland, have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. We love you, Cleveland. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Sports Fix. Pretty, 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 pretty